Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. to the queens hello ladies gentlemen everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to stardom quest the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world i am as always alex and i'm joined by dylan for the first time in three weeks the og duo reunites how are you dylan i'm good i've 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 genuinely missed you buddy um it's it's been a while we we basically haven't gotten to talk about like any of the five star um yeah except for the first what three nights maybe um like the first two and then the, the week after that but other than that we've really not gotten to talk about a lot um on air at least obviously we text occasionally but yeah I'm, I'm happy uh happy to have you back i'm happy to be back obviously uh i traveled home and it was fine you traveled and you died so uh, <laughs> yeah yeah every time i leave the house for more than like two hours now i seem to get sick which is the universe's way of telling me to to stay inside so yeah, if that's how it has to be, then that's how it has to be. I'm okay with that. Um, so yeah, Dylan will eventually be taking the reins because speaking is somewhat difficult for me right now. Um, but because there's so much news and Dylan is not an organized person, no. we do need someone to go through that. So uh, in a very busy week for stardom, I think the best place to start is with some of the easier stuff. Um, they've announced two matches for the Yokohama Budokan show on the 11th of September. Uh, so that show has a few GP matches, notably Suzu Suzuki versus uh, Sai Kamatani. I think there's a few other big matches. They've also the, announced... Uh, Utami's on that match. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think think that's on there. Um, they've announced two championship matches for that show. Uh, so the first one is the Aris of Stardom Championship. It is Saki Kashima, Starlight Kid, and Momo Watanabe of Oedo Tai versus Suzuki, Koguma, and Hanan of Stars. So after all this time, we finally get that Stars Aris challenge. <laughs> um, couldn't be happier. This is going to be so good. <laughs> well, That's listen, so funny, can't, can't win them all. Yeah. Uh, Momo and Suzuki, though, get to go at it again. And honestly, that's all the world needs. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, Hanan's just like really acting on a different level currently uh, a lot of her stuff has been hidden so i'm excited for it and obviously fwc is fwc one of the best tag teams in the past god knows how long in stardom and um i haven't been crazy about the oedotai title defenses but i think this one could really 
uh, show out more than the last couple have. Definitely. Um, the other match is the Goddess of Stardom Championship match. It is Tam Nakano and Natsupoi defending against Mirai and Ami Sore. So, um, this is oh, I can't say that. That's really bad. Industry plants Mirai and Ami Sore are, are getting another tag challenge. Hey, Alex, uh, is it cool if we, if we get canceled? Because I no. really want to say a joke. Go ahead. This is the second tragedy that happened on 9 11. Um, yeah, I, I hate this match a lot. I don't want to watch it. Um, but it is happening. I am shocked. <laughs> I had oh, no man. idea you were going to go there. That came um, to my mind. And I was like, oh, I got to say it. I can't just not say it. That's such a, like, it was a gimme. Right. Okay. Sure. Sure. Um, so at the same press conference these two matches were announced, uh, Stardom announced that a super big foreign wrestler from overseas would be participating in Stardom. Uh, so nature is healing. Stardom is getting the gaijins back. Midwife um, women. Midwife oh, yeah. women. Love that. Um, so they're going to announce who that is on the Cork and Hall show this weekend on the 27th, and whoever it is will be partaking in the tournament to crown the first IWGP Women's Champion. Um, I don't really know who it could be, um, because like, when they talk about big, like obviously they don't mean like weight-wise, they mean famous like or well-known. Yeah. Um, but unless it's like Jamie Hayter or somebody from AEW, which doesn't seem likely given Jamie Hayter is now in the title picture, um, I don't really know who it could be because WWE obviously released a lot of people that would have made that kind of criteria, but they've brought some of them back. Um, I don't know if any of the NXT UK releases count. Um, I'm not sure if Lizzie Evo or... Millie McKenzie count as big overseas wrestlers. I also imagine that Millie McKenzie probably because yeah, of the released NXT UK wrestlers, I would say that Millie McKenzie's probably the one people know about most because NXT yeah. UK was kind of like, you know, a bunker that you only care about if you really, really care about it. Whereas mm -hmm. like Millie McKenzie had like some of a indie run that was pretty reputable. She's like the only person I could think of from NXT UK, and even then, I think if she's coming to Japan, she's going to Senden, uh, because they like her. You know, they have a history there. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know who it could be. I mean, like the obvious, like 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 forehead answer is like just not realistic in any of them. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, well, Sasha Banks. It's like, no, that's probably realistically not going to happen. Um, you know. And, like, unless it is an AEW wrestler, who even then, I don't know who it would be from AEW. It's it's interesting. It's interesting to, to see. Definitely. Um, the one thing is that whoever it is is probably going to the final as well. Yeah. So they're going to have to be capable of putting on a good match with, presumably, Mayu, Mayu Iwatani, yeah. um, which we'll obviously get a bit more into later. Um, so I don't really know. It could be... I think Jamie Hayter is like the most obvious one, but even then, that depends a lot on AEW. Um, 
I feel like Chris Statlander would have been a good choice, but obviously she blew out her knee, so she can't do it. Um, Athena is in the title picture, so she can't do it. Um, I don't really want any of the other wrestlers, so um, I don't really know. All of the good AEW women's wrestlers are like injured, busy, or Emi Sakura. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. Who knows? I bet you it's just going to end up being some random indie girl because stardom I know, that, I, is, that I is stardom 101 in in the uh in in a group chat i was talking with some of the boys and they were like watch it's gonna be zaya brookside and everybody's gonna audibly groan and it's like yeah that sounds about right <laughs> i can see her being in the tournament which there's no way she's vaxxed enough to get into japan <laughs> yeah yeah that's like there's not a chance a they problem. could get her in so she, she i think i think that probably... was another that was the other meme was a uh, nia Jax. No, but it's like, I don't think she legally can leave the country. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sad, because, like, that Nijax run. You've been waiting. It. You've been waiting for that. That's been, like, a bit since, like, the beginning of this podcast. I just need her to try and shoot on somebody like Siri. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it would be big Terry Powers energy. And that's all I want. Oh, 100%. So, I don't know. Um, that's one that's kind of interesting though, because obviously, you know, stardom and their track record with foreign wrestlers is hit or miss. Um, but usually they're somewhat interesting. And if they're only going to be around for a little bit, then who's to say what's, uh, what's too bad. If it is an AEW wrestler, I'm prepared for the most mind numbing discourse of all time, because there are going to be some incredibly, incredibly annoying victory laps from people who just are not gonna get it and i hate it so much but you know what yeah it's okay i mean listen uh if i if i didn't watch AEW, i would not associate with AEW. um and i still don't even though i That's do watch fair. It. you know it's but, that is fair like outside of like a jamie hater i don't really want anybody from AEW to get involved type of thing. And we were talking no. about this yesterday, like in, in DMs and whatnot, that's like Jamie Hader versus uh Mayu is a great like a great match because like Jamie Hader and Mayu have done good stuff since before Jamie Hader I consider to be like now she's a good wrestler, but even before she was like polished, I would say that her and Mayu had some good chemistry. So I think that would be a great way to display the you know the new belt i think that'd be a great match for it but unless they can get her i would i would be i'm praying that it's like a sasha banks or naomi at that point you know what i mean because yeah i don't i don't know who else they can get like eva marie like what like i don't okay. know like like you know i'm that's why that's where i'm more concerned is that it's like are they gonna get somebody with a, like enough star power but like just is terrible at wrestling that that might not be fun yeah I think that's one thing. Because the final of this tournament is at that big crossover show. You cannot have a bad foreign women's wrestler in there. Because this is to crown the first ever women's champion in New Japan history. If you put Britt Baker in there, like that is completely disrespectful. I don't care. She like that's that's ridiculous. You are crowning the first women's champion in the history of New Japan. You have to have somebody is at least decent okay the most upsetting part is that Brit probably wins that 
<laughs> she does, and I I don't think I would. I don't think I'd be okay um, <laughs> with with Listen, that reality. Edo and Rossi have made bad decisions, but I don't think they make they're that stupid. So I I hope I don't think so. <laughs> but um, they're pretty stupid. They are, but they're not that bad. Carl Anderson is the reigning and defending, ne- not defending, he's not defending it, never open weight mm-hmm. champion, Alex. Yeah, but, you know, every wrestling promoter ever has somehow and seen... Carl Anderson isn't even over. That's the crazy thing. Like, at least Britt Baker has some fans. <laughs> like, Carl Anderson ain't doing nothing. <laughs> oh, man. I'm now I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, it's going to be interesting, though, to see who they announce at the, the Corican this weekend, because that's obviously who's going to go to the final. Um, more on the tournament, though, they did announce kind of the full details of the tournament at a, a press conference for the historic crossover. So they announced that the first round of the tournament would be on Royal Quest 2 in London. And this is for a New Japan show. And so this this London show, they're not flying out Stardom Talent for this because that's the day after the GP final. They're going to have an international bracket with three wrestlers and two wrestlers are going to fight here to see who goes through to the semi-final to wrestle the big name announced this weekend. Yeah. Where, Royal does Quest, it say where they'll do the second match of that tournament? I'm pretty bracket? sure that's at uh, Tachikawa. Okay. Yeah, because um, you know the Corkin is like the second round, but then there wouldn't be many more people um, otherwise. There is a bracket somewhere though, so let me try and get that. Yeah, up. I, I saw it. I saw it as well. Um, it they is. Don't, they is. don't have the bracket with the rest of the announcements because why would they make it easy? Yeah, of course. But it's four Stardom wrestlers, I believe, and mm-hmm. then. Uh, three international. Alright, so here it is. So, first round of the international bracket is on Royal Quest, and then the semi-final match is on the Tachikawa Show on the 23rd of October. Hmm. Okay. So crossover is not until November, huh? Yeah. That's a while away. Like obviously it, we have like an entire five star. Like we're only halfway through the five star, but like that feels like it feels like we're like getting into it when it's like. There's some time, you know what I mean? I know. Um, so for Royal Quest, they're just going to be getting indie wrestlers in, presumably from yeah. the UK. Um, Do you know any good ones? <laughs> Did they fire Leah James? I haven't seen anything about her, but Cause... she'd be cool. Yeah, I'm um, if I had to guess, I'd say one of them might be Session Moth Martina. That would be she's she's usually around um, and usually able to be booked, and I feel like she's solid enough to where it wouldn't be an embarrassment of a match. They did, they did a release Aaliyah James. All right, okay. I mean, she'd be cool, but I don't know if she's on the radar. Um, Probably. This is why I think Martina is more likely because she obviously was in Stardom before. Um, I don't know, maybe somebody like Zaya for that Royal Quest show because I'm sure she's allowed into the UK. Man, fucking Zaya Brookside. She is not good enough to be so... I, I shouldn't get into it. Yeah, probably not. Um, 
that's going to be interesting to see who they pick for that, I guess. Um, do we have to watch that? Like, I guess it is technically a stardom match, but do we have to do that to ourselves? Um, we will decide depending on who's in it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Because right. if it's if it is like Zaya Brookside versus Zoe Lucas, we probably should watch it, even though that sounds terrible. <laughs> but like if it's just if it's just random people that have no real connection to stardom, I mean like who cares? And they're just gonna get fed to uh the big name. I don't think mm. we, we have to care too much. That's fair. Um so the stardom side of the bracket is a bit different. That doesn't start until the twenty second of October is a Corican show and then they have two first round matches and the semi-final is the next day on the 23rd at Tachikawa and the final obviously is the winner of the stardom bracket versus the international bracket uh, at historic crossover so seven wrestlers uh, four from stardom three international that's how we're doing it um have confirmed that the first official defense of this title will be at Wrestle Kingdom, which kind of makes sense. There's no there's no other big shows after that um, historic crossover to really do that that kind of match at. So you know, Wrestle Kingdom being the first defense kind of makes sense. Um, they did also announce three matches for historic crossover, so you get a bit of an idea of what the card is like. And also, uh, this is why we kind of think Mayu is winning. Um, so the first match they announced is Tom Lawler and Siri versus Julia and Zack Sabre Jr. Um, quite honestly, no disrespect to either of them, but I have no interest in seeing Tom Lawler and Zack Sabre Jr. wrestle. Um, but I, I will watch this Tom match. I'm sure he is, but I have like, no like, interest. Like, I'm sorry. I don't want to say, say objectively, but like, Zack Sabre Jr. obviously has like his detractors. I think he's good, but I get why people don't. Tom Lawler is just like a pretty good hybrid wrestler. Um, I think it works as well. I think uh, it'll be funny having to watch Julia do all of the Apple fuck shit uh, to like match the pace with everybody else in the match. Um, that'll be fun. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I like that they, and this is a bit more New Japan fan of me, but I like that one, they're getting Tom Waller over there um, again, because I think he did really good in the G1 from everything I saw. I didn't see a lot of it, but he had a really bad bracket and he did the best that he could with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I like that him and Shuri are working together because that's like, yeah. it's just easy to market. Uh, they're cool. You know, like they're, they're I want to say they're homies, but like they've, um, actively interacted with each other. Obviously, he's a big fan of of God's Eye in general. Uh, so I think that's a cool little thing. And it's cool to get a Joshi fan on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I'm I'm sure most of the dudes don't mind women's wrestling, but it's like I have tweeted back and forth with Filthy Tom Lawler about Joshi wrestling at one point. You know, like in his comments before, like that type of thing. That's cool to see. Um, and yeah, I mean, like him and Zach is a pretty nothing match, but it's it's an interesting one. I wonder who's winning the five star and challenging, <laughs> challenging Sherry. Who knows? Who I, knows? I who, right? I wonder who the next big feud for Sherry is. That's man. The world may never know. Like, who knows? <laughs> if only we could see into the future somehow. Yeah. We really uh, need like an orb or like a, a glass <laughs> ball or something. You know. Yeah. Great. Um, the next match they announced for the show was Hiroshi Tanahashi and Utami Hayashishita versus Micah 
and Hiroki Goto. I wonder who's winning this one. Um, Micah and Goto is a tag team that like I didn't know I needed until like the second that I saw it, and I was like, that is perfect. That's I'd love that. Um, on the other hand, Utami and Hiroshi Tanahashi um, are negative chemistry together. Like they just don't. Like I get they're both the ace currently, technically. I mean, Mayu's t- like it. It just doesn't feel right. But because Mayu's mm. busy with the tournament and Okada's busy with having a child, um, I get why there's an issue there. Um, but yeah, it's like that's such a strange tag team. Yeah, it's a bit of an odd pairing, but I guess it's an easy win for your, you know, two franchise two players. You know, not your tops, your top stars. Let me. Yeah. So um, I I get it. Um, and I mean, Utami and I, Micah kind of have the kind of chemistry that I think would appeal to New Japan fans as well. So they might yeah. really showcase themselves. And um, I'm told Goto isn't as good as he used to be, but I'm sure him and Tanahashi won't be terrible together. So he's, know. he's good. In, I think the biggest question is like how they're because obviously they're doing the uh, separation, the segregation yeah. rules, right? Which suck. Let me preface that. They suck. Like the, it depends on how they do it, but they usually always suck. Uh, but I mean, Goto is a great tag wrestler. He's a great hot tag. He's a good, you know, like all that stuff. So there's not a lot of it. Like in singles matches, yeah, he's not as great as he used to be, but uh, he's still a good tag wrestler. And also, Micah, after she found out the rules, said, "Nah, I don't give a fuck about those rules. I'm gonna beat the shit out of Roshi Tanahashi." Um, oh yeah. And I respect her for that. So hopefully, she gets her wish. I love Micah. Um... Yeah, Micah. The last match they announced, and um, this this is such a weird match. It is Taichi like <laughs> and Yoshinobu Kanemaru with Tam Nakano and Natsupoi versus mm-hmm. El Desperado, Duki, Starlight Kid, and Momo Anabe. Why Tom is Duki. Suzuki Gun facing itself? Uh, you know. And why is well? I guess it's because El Desperado likes way to tie. Yeah, and Despian, Taichi no, and Kid, Tam. Yeah, and Kid have their uh, fondness of each other, um, mm-hmm. including Kid stealing his move. And then Tam and Taichi flirt with each other constantly. Um, right. And that's been a case since, like, the start of Bushi Road owning stardom. So, mm-hmm. like, I get that point, part of it, but it's crazy that, like, everybody was like, oh, Hiromu and Azumi versus Kid and, Kid and Despi. Like, that's just, yeah. that's the match. And then they're like, nah, I don't think so. Let's just do this. And everybody's like, why? <laughs> why did you have to, like, I don't know. Like, as a Suzuki Goon fan, I'm like, this doesn't appeal to me at all. Yeah. Like, why do I? And I love all four of the dudes in it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really, I really do. But it's like, this is like, why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, like, I like Katamaru probably more than anybody else. <laughs> He's a cool dude. Um, Taichi is cool when he wants to be. Uh, Dookie does sick moves sometimes. Like, I have no issues with these people. This is just such a weird combo. Um, I do wish they gave us some more cooler pairings in these matches, but, I mean, they are what they are, I guess. And maybe they're saving the good stuff for a little bit later. But, um, you know, those are the three matches so far. And what that tells us is that Mayu Iwatani is 100% winning the IWGP Women's Championship because every other possible contender 
is in a match already, right? Well, I don't right. know if she's 100% winning it, but she's 100% being the finalist. I think it I depends on what level of a major star they're talking she's, about. She's she's basically I mean? said she's winning it. <laughs> like yes, that's it's, true. It's one of those things where it's happening and everybody knows it, and we're cool with it. Um, but I mean, Julia is so many people thought. But I mean, I we all kind of assumed she'd be in the red belt picture, so she wouldn't win it. Um, also, the people who aren't announced, uh, you know, you got to assume some of them might be in the tournament. Um, so like, I'm 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 wondering what they do with the tournament in general. Obviously, we'll get to that when it gets to that. But uh, yeah, you know, like the Azumis, the Hamekas, the Minas. I think those are kind of the people I'm looking at. Um, because I think Saya will obviously be tied up with stuff still by then. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how they do it. It'll be crazy to have three tournaments back to back to back, even if one of them is a lot smaller and less consequential. Uh, this company's fucking insane, but you know. <laughs> yeah, they're they're kind of crazy. They announced like another pay per view during Stardom X Stardom for for November. And I was like, yeah, what are you doing? Right, they're running up. Eddie on Arena. And it's yeah. like a day before this Ariaki show, isn't it? And I'm just like, what? It Why? It is the 19th or the 17th or something like that. Yeah, so it's it's like 19th. a week. Okay, yeah, so it's the day before. It's I think joint show. I think they're dumb. I'm a, I think they're dumb. I think that's the problem. Yes. Yes, <laughs> they that, are. They're... Uh, their brain doesn't function the same as their uh, their penises, and their penises, I mean, greed, like their greediness. Um, they're just psychopaths. Uh, they don't function together. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, this won't make sense, and it'll make everything worse. But money, and it's like, no, that's like just, just wait. Like, you don't need to do. You don't need to do that. That is true. Um... I mean, I've kind of accepted it, but analogies. they are also, they're really stretching it with these pay-per-views as evidenced by Stardom X Stardom. Um, yeah. One of the funny things is that uh, Julia admit that she's British. <laughs> she put out a tweet being like, my name is Zack Sabre Julia, a British-born tag team against the UFC team. So she's she's tapped into those British roots. Why hasn't she challenged Mayu yet? That's my question. Because she does not want that belt. She is too smart oh, wait, for no. that. She, she challenged Shuri, didn't she? <laughs> she oh, just yeah. didn't represent the Brits. Yeah, yeah. Shuri put the, her belt on the line. I remember, I remember that now. In that bad one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, I remember oh, that. Oh, and the, and the better one, I think. It doesn't matter. Let's move on. Yeah, no. Um, so they've also announced the design for the IWGP Women's Championship, and it is basically a direct take from the uh, the second IWGP Heavyweight title. Um, which is kind of crown. a crown-like design, and it's it's kind of nice. Um, I expect there to be a full kind of remake of the Stardom belts sometime soon. I, I think they're really going to want to make them look a bit more streamlined um, if they're going to keep on advancing. Uh, I don't know why, I just kind of get that sense that, that they're going to move towards more traditional designs than the, the star centerpiece I, I don't think no i think i think the stars are very synonymous with stardom but i do think they'll probably redesign them in some way but i imagine they stake with the star for the time i don't two. know maybe um, especially i yeah i because i think like because i remember i forget who it was but i like watched some like intro to stardom and it's like one cool thing about stardom is that their belts 
are stars and that's really unique and cool and i was like oh that's something that people notice i didn't i didn't know that that was like like it's like obviously like it's been a while since we became new stardom fans so it's like oh yeah they have star belts that's just a thing that it is but that's like a an interesting unique little aspect tidbit for for newer fans so i think they probably want to keep with that um as much as possible and not streamline it too much but i get what you're saying i imagine they will redesign them at some point yeah i would i would say so um you know i think there's a there's a belt in ireland that took inspiration from star belts but i can't remember it there is a belt in america that legit is just the big japan title but with their logo slapped on it and everybody's like that's not that's just that's and it's like it's like a bigger it's a bigger deathmatch promotion it's not like a some shindy that's like oh yeah they they stole the wwf belt like who cares like it's like at least like a top 15 deathmatch company and they're just like we are taking inspiration it's like no that is the exact same fucking belt dude like down to the flags like you couldn't even change the flags really like doesn't matter gas (laughs) um yeah i must be misremembering i thought it was some promotion down at cork that had like a a weird design for one of their belts but i guess not all right well um i think that's all of the news so i will let you take over from here okay uh it's time for for review time with with dylan murray ladies and gentlemen and everybody inside and outside the gender spectrum um it is i I, i've said that really quickly damn uh (laughs) I'll be talking fast. But no, so to start the review section, we are talking about Osaka Edeon number two, 551 fans. Uh, I don't remember the date for this. I will, I will, 20th. I will check. The 20th. Thank you, Alex. Um, first match of the night. There was 551 fans. That's something. Uh, and also, Osaka Edeon number two, super hot for this show in comparison to like all of the recent times they've been there. Um, I don't know if you agree with me on that, but like... Yeah, they were all... At better. one point, at one point, uh, I straight up was like, oh, the, like the, the during the Saki Shuri match, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this was like one of the biggest pops I've heard outside of like Oda Ward with with clap crowds, you know? I mean, like in general, uh, for for the Saki match, which we'll get to later. Like it it was a great crowd. Um, first match was Kid versus Hanan. Um, I watched this match and I realized, like I said it last week. I really wanted Hanan to win this one. And then I watched this and I was like, man, this was such a perfect opportunity for Hanan to just get a fucking like sneak win and just completely roll her up. Um, or even just like, just you know, a bunch of bullshit she wins. And I was like, man, I wish they did that. Obviously they didn't. Kid won with the numero dos, a.k.a. the starlight, darkness, blah, 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 like destroyer, mwahaha, I hate you, I am not, I am not nice anymore, all that stuff. Um... She won with that. I thought it was a good match, though. I thought they worked very, very well together. And this is what set up the uh, artist match for September 11th. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I think all of these Hanan matches have been relatively strong. Um, yeah. Like, she's she's very consistent. Um, and they're in the opener, so her opponent is never going to go 100%, but they definitely try to give her a lot of effort. Yeah, totally. Um, she's had a great tournament so far. Uh, this match moves Kid up to four points. She's two and two. 
and Hanan stays at zero points. She is already six matches through her tournament. She's zero and six. Um, I think like because I wrote I wrote these down like the uh, records that they have, and I think it's really interesting to see like who has a lot of points. Excuse me, and hasn't wrestled that much yet. Like Ami Sore has not wrestled that much, and she's already at six points, and that's insane to me. Um, but yeah, they, you you kind of notice that with these. But yeah, I think I think Hanan did really really good in this match and in a lot of her matches that we haven't gotten to talk about uh, with each other. I think she's been really delivering in this tournament. Okay. Uh, somebody who's been delivering a little bit less than expected. I, I talked with Scott about this, and he actually agrees. Is uh, Koguma is in our next match against My Sakurai? Obviously, don't really expect too great a stuff from My Sakurai versus Koguma in the second match of an Osaka EDM number two show. Um, I didn't expect like a great, great match, but uh, Koguma's just been kind of under delivering. I guess it might just be the the pool she picked. You know, what I mean, like she doesn't have a lot of great wrestlers to work off of. She's not in a lot of prime premier spots, but this is just another match of a very fine tournament for her in my opinion yeah i'm pretty disappointed by the bear so far um she's definitely taken the foot off the pedal for for this tournament um which is fair you know you can't always go at 100 percent, and and somebody has to be kind of the night off um she is she is still funny and entertaining generally so i don't mind it but uh, definitely i i kind of expected a lot more from her yeah, I I agree. Um, and she is also six matches in, so you kind of you're kind of at the point where it's like, okay, we're not waiting for her to get going. She's just not, she's not going. You know. What yeah. I mean? yeah. Um, but yeah, my Sakurai did do a funny bit. She stole like all of Koguma's moves, uh, for the first like four minutes of this match, and she like did the bear pose and stuff, and then she made Koguma do the bear pose, and Koguma was like, I have never been so humiliated. Like you could just see it in her face. She just put her hand, her her head in her hands, just like what the fuck just happened i am so humiliated they made me do the bear pose oh my god like it was it was a really funny moment and then after that the match just was okay and then kokomo won with the diving splash uh kokomo moves six points my sakurai stays at four my sakurai two and three as i said kokomo three and three um the next match i don't know how you felt about this match how, you know, I'm going to ask you first. Risa Sarah versus Momokogo. How did you feel about this match? Um, well, I mean, Risa just, like, beat on this woman a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and threw her into some chairs. So that was pretty this cool. match, if, if you guys don't know, I was not a fan of Star Max Stardom. This match was, the, was a match I watched, and I was like, one, oh, yeah, I do like Stardom. I forgot. <laughs> this is a great company. And two... I was like, this match did what it was meant to do better than any match on the pay-per-view. And I'm not saying it was a better match than, like, Sherry versus Nanai or whatnot. I'm not saying that. It was not a better match, like, pound for pound. But the dynamic that you see between Risa Sarah and Momokogo, what you want from that match, you got in this match. And you got it a bit better. And I think that is something that, like, with these house shows, with these smaller shows that, you know, uh, are only on Star World, you just kind of watch them if you can. That's what you want out of a, out of a Risa Sarah Momokogo match. It's a match that, like, is intense, it has a great dynamic to it, and they do some interesting spots, 
and Momokogo gets a really good uh, comeback like stretch, and then she loses. Um, and I, I just thought this match was like really, really good. It did exactly what like I wanted to do, and it did it like perfectly. So I, I think this was like a a really perfect match for what it is, because obviously it's Risa Sarah versus Momokogo. You don't expect match the year contender, and it wasn't. But this was exactly the match I wanted out of it, because Risa Sarah just looked so great, and Momokogo looked like a great underdog. So yeah, I, I adored this match actually. All right. Yeah. No, I can I can see that. Definitely, Risa Sarah when she's had good matches has just been so good. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I put this up there for Momokogo with the Izumi match as like one of her best matches, just because she wow. really, she just, she just felt like somebody that's like, yes, I want to root for this person, and Risa Sarah wasn't doing anything that was like, you know, like annoying where it's like, ah, oh, fuck you. It's like, no, I just enjoyed watching her get beat up but i also wanted her to come back and she did a good comeback um also after the match risa sarah showed respect to komomo uh in the only way she knows how by just like kind of selling a little bit and being like just nodding her head at her like yeah you you did some good job and i was like wow that that put momokogo over more than like almost anything i've seen again <laughs> outside of the zumi match so yeah i i did want to talk about that for a second because i did really love that match but um Risa Sarah moves up to six points. I think she won with like the cradle shock or something. Um, she had a lot of moves on her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she just she just mauled her for the last like minute and a half. She has hit every move she knows. Um, yeah, Risa Sarah moves up six points. She's three and one, and Momokogo stays at zero. It is it is zero and six for her. Um, and then next up was Ami Sore versus Momo Watanabe. Alex. So uh, Momo's winning, right? <laughs> Well, in the tournament. well, you know, listen, you gotta lose sometimes. Yeah, uh, this this tournament, I, I said it last week, is the first time that like I am pretty confident that Momo has no chance of winning. Um, mm-hmm. since I started watching Stardom, because uh, every year she's had at least like a slight chance if she, unless she's in the middle of her groundbreaking reign with the title. So this this tournament's been weird because it's like, oh, Momo's just like another part of the tournament like she's just kind of around um but this match was like okay it was fine i i thought it was it was all right they did pretty good stuff um the big point of it is that ami won and she won with a fire thunder driver mm-hmm. and i love that fucking move i think that move rules i think it's a great move i enjoy it very very much and even better than that you know what she calls it alex I, I saw it, but I can't remember. She drops her like a thunderbolt. Wow. Okay. I like it. It's, it's literally called like a thunderbolt. And I was like, that's so... <laughs> like, I get what they're going for, but that's such, like, like out of context, that's such a funny name. Like, oh, she won with the like a thunderbolt. Um, But yeah, great move. She does that move better than, like, most people nowadays do it. <laughs> uh, Like the Rikishi driver landslide type thing. Uh. It's it's more similar to Ray Phoenix's than it is to Thunder Rosa's, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, yeah. Thunder so Rosa's it, looked it very good. safe. Yeah, um, it, this did not. Yeah. It was obviously no, it safe, like she, but it does look it looks like, like she a dropped her like a fucking thunderbolt. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. It's, yeah, puts her through the mat. Um, yeah. So this ties them up at points. Ami moves to six points uh, with a three and one record. Mama moves to six or stays at six rather. With a three and three record, how did you feel about this match? I kind of just ran through it. Uh, 
Um, I wasn't crazy about it. I enjoyed it, but I like Ami more than the regular person. So, you know. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I I, I thought it was like okay. I saw this like I knew what I was going to get out of this match. I got like that exactly, and I moved on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was it was what it is. Yeah. Um, next match. And the start of a few really good matches on, in a string is uh, Saida versus Julia. Um, Julia ends up winning, obviously. But mm-hmm. this was also a really intense matchup, in my opinion. Yeah, they, they went with a really interesting dynamic, but I, I really enjoyed it. Like, Julia gave Saya a lot um, and kind of treated her almost as an equal, and, and Saya was more than up for it. At one point, you like Ida teased doing the jungle buster, but then she just did the uh, what is it, the Kinaku side slam, uh, which is still a cool move. But I was like, holy shit, is she just gonna win because I didn't know who won this match. Uh, but I was like, holy shit, is she gonna win with the fucking jungle buster? That would be huge. Uh, she obviously didn't, but that would have been huge. And I, yeah, I like the intensity that they had here. Um, Ida was throwing lariats as hard as she possibly could she was laying that shit in as much as possible um yeah i really like this match i thought they did really great stuff the intensity was great julia really brought ida with her to a a really intense great match that julia likes to have Mm -hmm. Uh, she doesn't always have them but she she likes to have those more like just vicious intense matches and ida matched her in every every sense of the word so uh shout out to these two Julia moves to four points, uh, two and two. Anita stays at zero. She is 0 and four so far. Poor Ida. Yeah, poor Ida. I know. <laughs> I'm like, when is she? Because, like, I'm. This it's, ties it's in the okay. next match. Yeah, it's okay. We don't this ties in the next match. I think Ida might get a win over her mentor and trainer, who is Suzuki, who took on Suzu Suzuki in the next match. Hey, of you the missed night. one. Did I? The tag? Was that not? Oh, I didn't watch that. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so Cosmic Angels, the A-team of Cosmic Angels, it was Mina Shirakawa, uh, Tam, Natsupoi, and Unagi Sayaka. Took on uh, the Queen's Quest members that are not children. Uh, it was Azumi, Utami, Saya, and Lady C. Um, I watched the finish because I was like, oh, I wonder who wins this one. And I remember Lady C was in the match. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tam Beater. Did you watch this one? Uh no, listen, I was I was sick. Yeah. I wasn't gonna suffer any more than I have yeah, to. Neither. I mean I wasn't <laughs> sick, but I just I just didn't feel like watching it. <laughs> Actually I've just been reminded, um Unagi earlier today was announced for a uh, Diana Corkin in October. So she's gonna it be on so... another Diana show. It is so wild that Unagi is the journeywoman of this company. Yeah, pretty yeah. I don't I don't understand it, but she seems genuinely enjoy like, it it's cool because she's yeah, always I, she's always like interacting with the wrestlers too on social media so she clearly keeps up with them um i'm sure she's a fan of a lot of them so she seems to really enjoy it yeah i mean like uh, more power to her but like that's just it's insane that she's like she's the journey woman you know like of all the wrestlers like everybody, everybody for years has been like oh get let momo go out and do some like outsider stuff let azumi go out and do some outsider stuff and it's like Unagi, Unagi could do this one. In yeah. fact, Unagi could do all of them. How about that? That works. Yeah. That works for us. <laughs> it's like, hey, I mean, she she's like she's at a great spot in the roster where she can lose. Mm. That she usually doesn't, but she could if she needed to. 
so I get that type of thing. Um, but yeah, so that that is insane to me. Uh, thank you for that tidbit. And yeah, that match, uh, Lady C got uh, got German suplexed by Tam, I think. Yeah, something like that. Um, then it was Suzuki versus Suzu Suzuki. Another just complete bomb thrower of a match where they just kind of like threw everything they got at each other and saw what would happen. And I thought it was really, really fun. Um, I, it, I'm so confused that Hizuki won this one. I'm going to be honest. She's, she's on an insane run. I don't know what they're yeah. doing with her, but it's, it's really interesting. Um, and they did it all before she lost the tag belts. Mm. So like, Part of me is like, okay, well, now she can focus on single stuff. But also part of me is like, okay, now she has to lose a bunch of singles matches so that she doesn't just win in a week. Like, she doesn't <laughs> win the block next yeah. week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it's interesting how they can pull it off, how they can kind of clean it up, uh, especially considering she has Hanan, Ami, and Hanan still to go. Uh, wait, I said Hanan twice. She has Ida, um, Hanan, and, and Ami. Yeah, like she she's just kind of in a in a interesting spot, to say the least. She's six and zero right now, twelve points, um, and she beat one of the favorites to win the entire tournament. Uh, so, dude, that yeah, that visual match. of Suzu on zero is so absurd. And yeah. then you remember she's Obviously only had like two matches. <laughs> yeah, she's she's zero and two with two deferred. So mm-hmm. it's like you can't really, but. Also, uh, so the match, how, how did you feel about the match? I imagine you probably enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, like it was great. Match. Like, these these two are two of the best in the tournament so far this year. And, uh, I mean, they delivered big time. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really, really fun match. Um, enjoyed it immensely. Uh, but one of the, like, another thing is that Hizuki has beaten all of them clean. Like, it's one thing if mm. she uses the Hizuki stroll here and there. She's just, she's just hit her with the with the death row. Where it's like, she does the fucking... Um, the Senton, the Bombs Away V2, she does the uh, Hazuki Driver, and then she pins them after the Brain Buster. Every match. Like, she isn't, like, she's just 100% in control, like, in, of all these finishes, and that's also an insane thing to think about. Six matches in, she hasn't dropped a single match, and she hasn't even done it with, like, any flash pins whatsoever, as far as I remember. She might beat Julia with them. No. Yeah, yeah no, it's sure been all that brain buster really. Apart from like one or yeah. two, which was the Senton, I think. Um but I mean I think yeah. it, it's a big elevation for Hazuki. She's been back over a year now. She's probably re earned their trust. She's probably been on her best behavior and they're ready to give her something to do. Because, you know, she's she's too talented to really stick around the tag belts. And I know the tag belts are seen with a, a decent bit of respect. Um really she's she's above those and um she should be doing big stuff and hopefully coming out of this tournament she does some some really cool things yeah i mean obviously i have been a believer in her getting the white belt at some point uh maybe not anytime specifically soon like you know next six months or anything like that but that's obviously my uh hope as a as a fan of hers um but yeah this was this was a good match uh, there was something I wanted to say about it, but I don't think I remember it. Uh, so we could just move on. Yeah, sure thing. Um, next match is Shuri versus Sakakashima. <laughs> Straight up. 
I, I love this match. It was yeah. like one of the best story matches they've done in a long time. Of just like pure character work. Obviously, Sherry's character was beating the shit out of her, and that was also fun. Um, but just a real real pure character work match that just worked so perfectly. The crowd was into it. Like they were firmly behind Saki the entire time. They did not give a fuck about the the no vocals rule. They were laughing. They were yelling. They were like groaning and oh uh, you know like they they were just into it uh and that really helped this match out a lot i think saki as we've seen in the past she had the one of like my favorite stardom matches just period and no people's gate against mayu in that very heavily character matchup um she had one of mirai's one of my favorite matches of mirai's uh in recent times in the cinderella i remember that match being really really good at Corican, and the crowd is really just buying into it very heavily that's when they were really firmly behind mirai and this match another just great saki kashima performance they're they're few and far between where she really just like shows up and just knocks it out of the park but when she does they're they're great showings how did you feel about this one yeah i mean this this was a master class from 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 saki um and she, it really shows that she's stardom's kind of ace up their sleeve because she has that versatility where she can basically be at any point that you want her to be. Like she can beat whoever on this roster, but she can also get her ass handed to her by anybody. You know? Like it's a really interesting space to occupy and she really works with it sometimes when she wants to, you know? Um because yeah, she she emoted so well here, just standing against the turnbuckle, not wanting to face Yuri. It was so funny, and and she was cracking up Momo and Kid on the outside too, who were trying to cheer her on, um, <laughs> and she's able to play into that kind of story very well. She's always been like really intelligent in that way. Um, then you also know like this is Saki Kashima, so she's got a roll up. She can do it at any point, and that keeps you invested because yeah, she doesn't want to wrestle here, but she could also squirrel away and get a win. Um, and that's really the genius of what they've done with Saki. And I think her, her everything Stardom does with her is just amazing with how well they're able to present her and how they've somehow made her like she's a wrestler who can beat literally anybody and also lose to literally anybody on any given day. And it's completely believable. You know, it's it's really wild how, how they've managed to do that. Yeah, I I also love how they just how they played off of the story. Uh, so there's a tick. This is a bit of a of a digress digression of mine, but there was a TikToker who does um like stardom edits a lot, and they did one of Shuri like last week. And at the end, they just put in the clip of Saki going like, "Hey, I ain't trying to fuck with Shuri," <laughs> <laughs> and like that not only puts over Shuri so well, and it's like the fact that I just find this on like my For You page, you know what I mean? Of like, oh, this is how you describe Shuri, is that another wrestler on the roster is like, I don't want to be near this human being. She will kill me. And then and then Shuri is looking back at her like, you, you good? Like, I, we're fine. Like, I, okay. <laughs> um, Like that is such a great way to like, just character-wise, it's just such a great 
buildup. It's such great foundation for this match that completely knocked it out of the park. So yeah, I thought this was great. Um, Saki got a little bit, a little bit too big for her boots at one point, and she hit a point blank punt kick, and then she like tried to do the the buzz saw, and Sherry just picked her up and just fucking got her in the crowbar in the uh, stretch muffler and just spin her around. And I was like, that's so great. That's so great. The one time Saki gets a little bit of offense, <laughs> Sherry just picks her up and just tries to break her knee. Great. It was just a great match. It was, it was really well done. Um, and like Alex said, Saki did end up winning with the revival. Uh, Saki's now at four points. Shuri is at six. They both have five matches apiece already down. And uh, in the main event, one of the less interesting matches of the night. Uh, I don't know why they kind of picked this for the main event. I guess they didn't want to give Saki two main event wins in her tournament back to back, pretty much. But it was Micah versus uh, Saki uh, from Colors. This was a another good match, but I would say it just kind of had a little bit less intensity, a little bit less character. Um, so it was it was a bit weaker than the train of matches that they had before it, in my opinion. I still thought they did good work though. Yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Um, I think Micah is having a, a quality tournament kind of under the radar. Um, yeah. Given that she's so far been paired with a lot of kind of lesser workers. Um, but, you know, I think the shorter time limit has made her embrace kind of throwing bombs for a bit longer and, and not focusing on the, the grappling to start as much. So... I thought it was a strong showing, and then Micah really brought Saki up. But yeah, I mean, I can, I can see why it wouldn't hit that hard, especially after Siri versus Saki, which was so well done in every way. But um, I, I did think it was a good performance, and probably one of the stronger Saki matches of this tournament, because yeah. I think it's consensus that she hasn't had a good tournament at this stage. Like, everybody I've talked to has kind of been like, yeah, I'm not really feeling Saki, and it's kind of interesting because i don't i don't know where this has come from maybe she's just having trouble gelling with the roster maybe she's not she's not trying like i don't really know um this is definitely one of her stronger showings and i think micah's a very weird wrestler in that she often has best chemistry with people who just aren't as good as her um and this was another case of that where i was like man how do you keep doing this like yeah i i get that i yeah, I was talking to I was talking to widescreen about it yesterday that he's like, so is Saki good? Like, is I don't because like from what I've seen, like she had the she obviously had the good Saya match, um, tight defense, which I personally love. I know a lot of people were kind of like, oh, that was okay, but I I really like that match. Um, but I'm like, yeah, she's good. She just she just hasn't really gotten going, I guess, in this tournament. She hasn't had a great a great time kind of gelling. And a part of it is probably that this is like her second or third major tournament this year. Uh, like obviously she had the the big catch the wave thing, and quite frankly she's not on the level of Risa Sarah and Suzu Suzuki. Like that's just kind of understood by most. Uh, so it's probably hard for her to adapt for that. And also she still is doing a lot of um, indie bookings. She's doing she is a double champion right now. Uh, I imagine she has a lot on her plate that her losing a match to Micah. Uh, obviously, this match is good, but her her in certain matches probably doesn't care as much because there's a lot of things for her to care about currently. But like you said, I this match was really well done. Uh, the work was great. I think I have talked about this many a times, but Micah's 
ability to get over the superplex is such a godsend. Like if she was if she was like a wrestler 25 years ago, she would be the most pop, like she'd just be the most incredible wrestler because it's like she like has gotten over this move that everybody's kind of seen as passe. It's like oh yeah, that's that's like the big the stereotypical big move, but she's making her own and like I love the way she like places it in her matches. Um and then she wins with the Angel Killer, which is the Michinoka driver number two. She's beaten pretty much every single member of Cosmic Angel she's ever wrestled with the Michinoka driver number two. And I think that's a really cool little thing because she's pinned like all of them except for Tam, which is coming up hopefully soon. Hell yeah. But yeah, that was the main event. She went on after the match to talk about how much she loves Jamaica and thinks she will win. Um, <laughs> she will win the championship at Starmex Stardom. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a really, really good show. Um, we're about to talk about Star Max Starm. I was not crazy about that show. This show kind of made me feel like, oh yeah, I do enjoy this a lot. You know, uh, I do just like uh, I enjoy sitting down and watching these shows uh, more than I remember because, yeah, Star Max Starm. But uh, what are your top matches after day eight? Um, oh, so I have a new one that I didn't get to talk about. So mm. number three is Siri versus Azami now. Uh, number two is Mirai versus Suzu. And Fair. number one is Julia Hazuki. Okay. Mine, which we'll talk about them in a moment. Uh, mine, number three, is Natsupoi versus Sai Kamatani because the Redux was still really, really good. Oh, that, was, um, that was good. Yeah. And then my number two is Julia Hazuki. And my number three, or my number one is uh, Azumi Shuri, because I'm a Mark. I'm wow, no Marai Suzu, uh, huh? No, I liked that match a lot, but it was, and I, I talked about this a little bit last week, it wasn't like a coming out party for Marai as much as it's like the best that Marai gets, right? So it's like you saw it as like, oh, I see Marai in a whole new light. I was like, everything fell into place. And Mirai killed it on this day that it made it a really, really, really good match. But I didn't see it as like this, like, you know, go to God moment where it's like, oh my God, I, I have been awoken by the greatness of Mirai. <laughs> like, no, that was a really good Mirai match that I enjoyed thoroughly. You know what I mean? I, I, okay. I think that perception I had compared to a lot of other people actually uh, was a bit different. Okay. All right. But yeah, uh, that was a good show. On to the next one. It is a Star Mech Stardom uh, Midsummer Encounter. Nagoya Midsummer Encounter, I believe is the full name. Yeah. Uh, they drew 1,353 fans. How do you feel about that? That is not good. Um, <laughs> like, they did 50 less than that in January for a show with Saya versus Unagi as a title match. Yeah. And... Siri versus Mirai. So you go there nine months later with Kyrie and Nanai in title matches, and you do 50 or 60 more people. I don't think you can say that's good. And comparing it to other companies who ran there, like New Japan was there uh, on back to back days in the G1, and they blew this number away on both days. So they did two days at that venue. And still outdrew this one show. Um, even Dragon Gate, Dragon Gate did twenty six hundred here in May for a show that had what Kai 
and Susumu Yokosuka and an SB Kento Bravegate title match, like, you know, you're getting completely schooled here by a show where, you know, this stardom legend, Nai, is challenging for your world title and Kyrie is challenging for your white belt. So I, I can't see any world in which this is a positive number. A part of me wonders how much day of sales they get. Yeah. Because like I wonder how many people saw that Kyrie wasn't on the show mm-hmm. and were like, oh, I was thinking about going, but ah. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's the only like, thing. That, that's kind of what I'm thinking about this. Yeah, that's the only thing holding me back from a really strong take that I've kind of had bubbling. Um, and I might as well put it out there now, but yeah. I'm not sure there's evidence that Kyrie is a draw in modern stardom. Like, I don't mm. think there's any proof that she has had a noticeable boost in numbers, right? Um, because we would have seen it here. But obviously, she didn't get to be on the show, so we don't know that for sure. But if this match with Saya gets rescheduled, and that doesn't draw well, I think you really have to have a conversation about whether or not uh, Kyrie is really drawing more fans to, to modern stardom. Um, In Japan. Yeah, but I don't even know if international fans are, because I feel like a lot of people oh, 100%. are just kind of like, okay, but when are you come back to WWE? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, now she's wrestling I did else. see that a lot. I saw that a lot with the uh, with the IWGP thing. Is that it's mm-hmm. like it's like Kyrie should make it so that there's a WWE stardom crossover. I'm just like, who the fuck wants that? Wait, who are you? Who would say that? Yeah, who would say that? That watches star. I was like, okay, so you don't want? That. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I I think the whole Twitter isn't real thing is probably a part of this because it's like everybody on Twitter loves Kyrie. Yeah. And you know, the second that there's a show announcement for you know a New Japan show in America that Kyrie is gonna wrestle on, ooh, that's gonna be huge on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, like, and but we don't know. So I get that that there is there is there's more to prove with Kyrie as yeah. a as a draw uh currently cuz obviously there's like YouTube views and all that but I wonder how like that isn't very substantial um and also one thing that is weird about the show as well is that I don't know why they didn't market it as Tam having a show a homecoming show uh, in this arena, obviously they they do this arena more often, so it's not like a homecoming show, homecoming show. But like, she won the belt that she has been trying to win her entire career in her hometown, in the arena that she loves the most, and it meant nothing. Yeah, like that's weird to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because Tam is a top star. I don't know why they don't like dig into the, you know, oh, she's from Aichi. She's she lived down the street from fucking the the Dolphin Gymnasium. Like that that's a good that's a good t- like that's a good thing you should probably be advertising a bit more. Um but that's, you know, I, I do go I mean I don't think the number's great. Uh and I think 
you can tell that number wasn't great because the crowd was atrocious. Yeah. Uh, it was quiet. Honestly, the audio in general was pretty bad because uh, it wasn't even just the crowd. It was also just the ring mics were terrible. I think that's what really Definitely. made me not enjoy the main event as much as I know I would have. Just because like a lot of the biggest spots were them just hitting each other really hard. And I didn't even notice it. Like, I didn't hear it. I would look away for a second. I'd be like, oh, what happened? Oh, they hit really hard. Oh, okay. And I'd move on. Yeah. Oh. Um, so a lot of the things surrounding this show was not great. No. Speaking of that main event, though, uh, this this number uh, definitely tells us that Nanai is not a draw in modern stardom. Oh, well, yeah. Like, And that's not... Like, I, I have no issues with Nanai, but... Like somebody whose entire push in AJW came when the company was on its deathbed is not going to make a massive difference 15, 16 years later, you know? Like, we also have to think about the demographic nowadays because a lot yeah. of it is New Japan crossover fans who got a little bit tired of New Japan and found stardom. I mean, that's that's how mm -hmm. I became a stardom fan. I'm pretty sure that's maybe not how you became a stardom fan, but that's how a lot of people both in the West and in Japan, become Star fans. So it's like, oh, I like New Japan. This is this looks cool. I'll check this out. And then they become Star fans. Yeah. Uh, that's like, it's not, you know, we are the nerds. We're not the majority. Where it's like, oh yeah, we go back and we watch Nanai and we watch her develop in AJW. We watch some of her stuff in Stardom yeah. and whatnot. Most people don't do that. They like Julia. You know what I mean? Like, yes. they start yeah. watching six months ago. They want to see Julia do good stuff. Julia didn't have a pre premiere match on the show. You know, they, they want to see, I'd say they like to see Starlight Kid do good stuff. Starlight Kid was in a pretty forgettable defense on this show. It just, I do think, I do wonder what demographic they got to aim for. Well, and it's young people. Like the young, it yeah. seems like they're getting a lot of young people. Um, but even then, like, I just don't think Nanai would get people in the door. Um, you know, she's somebody who had cachet in this company, what, 10 years ago when she was, when she was champion? When stardom was smaller than it is now, like, they did well enough. Um, but a lot of that was Aikawa, you know? And I, I'm sure she, if she came back, I think it would draw interest. Um, but again, like, Nanai's entire push in AJW came when that company was dying. It would be like starting a company in America and pushing somebody from Dying Days TNA as your main guy. Like it just—it's not gonna. Well, people do that a lot. Well, yeah, <laughs> but it—it's not gonna, you know, bang the doors down. It's like if I put make EC3 my ace, like it's, nobody's showing up. <laughs> like, but you could control your narrative. That's the great thing about definitely. that. Oh, um, you would, you know, but. <laughs> I, I get I get what you mean, and I think another part of and we're just ragging on like the marketing of this show, because uh, we haven't we haven't really gotten to talk about it in general, like the show at all, because um, we didn't preview it together. But I think a part of it is also that it wasn't put together, it wasn't built in the way that it had to be built. Because you think about the when and I came back and faced Momo, even though I I have my feelings about that match, obviously as many people know, uh. That match was built surrounding the history. That entire show was built surrounding the past, the present, the future of stardom. This show was a break from the five star. Mm. So, like in in the in the anniversary show, 
people who used to be fans and like haven't watched in a while or you know the 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 few rest the few fans that were watching in 2012 2013 when an eye was on top of stardom like it was their anniversary they had a reason to pay attention Mm -hmm. and they paid attention Uh, who like people like now and with this show it's like oh and i was on it that's cool like that's it because like there's no built around like it was very quickly built to like oh this is a historic show it's like it's in the middle of a of a tournament and we didn't know it was going to be built as this historic show until three weeks ago you know like it yeah, I, I mean, it, I like there's... I like the hook that they went with of like the two matters being, you know, the history and being like two yeah. older names versus two current names. Um, but it was definitely kind of oddly done. Um, I did like what they were going for, but it definitely didn't work. I did as well. Um, yeah, you know, maybe it would have been different had the Kyrie match actually gone ahead. Um, but I don't think Nanai. Series Challenger was ever going to move that much because you know I, I've never I've never really thought Nanai was somebody who would gain massive interest um, just because you know she was never I don't want to say she was never a huge star I don't I don't know that for sure but I mean if she was a huge star then why didn't she you know draw big crowds before why was the, stardom? I wasn't seedling the why wasn't Seedling the biggest company? Yeah, like, why didn't made? Modern Stardom do, be- or, like, 2012 Stardom do much better than it did, right? Like, if she's mm-hmm. this massive star from AJW days, then why why was Early Stardom not a bigger company, right? So, I don't know, I just, I don't think Nanai being the world title challenger, I got the symbolism of it, and it was a cool idea, but that was never gonna move as many tickets as Kyrie, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, but getting into the show, it started with a bad match. Uh, it was Hanan versus Miyu, uh, Amasaki. This was a mess. Uh, but like unde- undeniably the worst Hanan defense of the future belt, in my opinion. I-, I just don't know. You've always been very like critical of Miyu. You've always been like, okay, I need she needs to prove it before I'm gonna get on board. And I've always kind of given her the benefit of the doubt because it's like, oh, well, I like the way she wrestles. I think she's an interesting, she she has potential. But this match kind of made me realize that it's like, okay, she needs to prove herself before I give her any, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what the word is. But before I like buy into her, she definitely needs to improve. She needs to kind of prove that she can do this type of thing because this match was just not it at all. No, I thought she was like actively bad here. Um... Yeah. Like, I know she's she's very new, and obviously she isn't full time, so she doesn't get reps all that much. But I mean, I don't think even Lady C was this. Oh like, no, no. And people ragged on Lady C a lot. But Lady C never had a performance this bad. You know, she was taking shadow bumps. She messed up the same move like four times. Like I don't know. And this is somebody who they put a lot of stock into. They're building every new blood show around her in the main event. Like she's got to deliver at that rate, and um, she re- and it's not hard to deliver with Hanan. Yeah, no, like, in this in this spot specifically, Hanan has had great matches with teenagers. Like, come on, man. Yeah. So yeah, I think Miu definitely did not have a good one here. I've always been hesitant on her because I didn't really see what everybody else saw, um, and I'm kind of 
not, it's not that I'm justified. I'm not happy that she had a bad match, but it, it's definitely nice that my my hesitance was justified because um, she really yeah. showed here that she has a lot of work still to do. And I think a big part of it is the part-time issue because mm -hmm. if she's if she's in there every weekend tagging with Azumi, she'd be a better wrestler right now than she is, in my opinion. Um, because if she has got those reps, she's with, you know, it's it's in dispute, but pound like in terms of just technique wise, she's in there with the best faction in the company, you know, just in terms of like, oh, if you're gonna learn from people, you're gonna wanna learn from Azumi, Saya, and Utami. Like that just makes sense. You know, and as a young star, even learning a bit from Hina, because she has been in it for a long time. Like that's a good place to learn. But if she ain't full time, she ain't getting all the reps in every weekend, or at least most weekends. It's just not. It's going to take a long time, and it's this kind of showed that she has rust from just her normal schedule. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and you know, maybe she'll make big strides when she she goes full time, but um, we we have no idea when that is. So yeah. Um, after this, after that match, uh, after not only Miu lost. Uh, but also, she had a bad match. They announced, yeah, that might have been bad, but boobies! Oh, that was that was so that was amazing. That was she's doing a Playboy. Shit. She's doing she's doing a gravier yeah. uh, photo bag. book. Uh, yeah, but specifically a gravier. Is am I saying that right? I think so. Gravier? Yeah. Um, they're doing they're doing one of those. Like it's it's so it's more than just like a. You know my star photo book. This is like a, it, this is a horny book, right? That's they haven't done one of those in a minute. Uh, so that's swell. And now, um, now you see why they've given her such a big push from the beginning. She does not have to be good ever, because if she sells books, they're gonna keep her around. <laughs> like that's it. That's all they need. And that's it's. I think she is a very uh pretty girl but i'm surprised that they like picked that like immediately you know it's like oh you are gonna sell booby books i was like that was quick like well, that i feel like they've always kind of known with the way they've worded stuff because they've been you know rossi always tweets like oh she gained so many followers like people really like her she has this ability to make people really like her i'm like just say people think she's hot just just say it okay <laughs> you don't have to to dance around it and be like, oh, people like really just want to get behind me, you Amasaki. It's like, listen, man, if you want to sell photo books with her, just like, just admit it. <laughs> like, we all know the game you're in. We've we've all we've all gotten accustomed to the stardom ways. Just own it. Um, so I think they've known for a bit that this is how they're gonna do it with her. Um, Aikawa did ask her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's still such a funny oh man that's such a funny clip if you know you know we're not gonna talk about it too much because of obvious reasons um but yeah i mean the entire me you think is a lot uh next up was probably like one of my favorite matches on the card it was a uh, hina versus micah in a straight singles match um yeah i mean micah works great with hina she has since Hina was like 13 years old and Micah showed up, they've always worked really well together. And I thought this match was really fun. Uh, Hina sh sold Micah's shit, 
Michael sold Hina shit. They were working well together. They did good work. And then Michael won with the Enkatoshi. I thought it was a nice little match that I enjoyed more than I enjoyed most of the card. Yeah, this was another Micah special, you know? She has these good matches with wrestlers who you just wouldn't expect it. Um, but obviously, something like uh, Hina is a lot more uh, attuned to have a good match with Micah, given their similar backgrounds. And uh, they did play into that a bit, so I, I did enjoy this one. Yeah, Micah style. Inoki isn't mm-hmm. be damned. <laughs> uh, the next match I have frequently forgot happened. It was Young OED, Ruaka, and Rina taking on the Kyokos, which is Mirai and Ami Sore, taking on Oh My Julia, which is uh, My Sakurai and Julia. Uh, I feel like a lot of this show was just me waiting for it to get good. Yeah. And then I just, like, I didn't enjoy almost <laughs> any of it. <laughs> you know, like, because, like, even, like, by the time it, quote-unquote, got good, I also wasn't crazy about those matches mm. all that much. Um, and this was, like, peak me just waiting for something to happen and this match didn't have anything happening uh mirai did beat the shit out of rena near the end that was fun uh she just fucking contorted her body with the miramare uh and that was that was that it was just it was one of the most nothing matches i've seen on a pay-per-view in a while and they have a lot of nothing matches yeah, we're getting to the point with these pay-per-views where they're so spread thin that we're just getting these absolutely nothing tags so often. Um, but I mean, hey, we don't really have to pay attention to them because they never lead to anything. So that's the good, I guess. Well, I mean, this one did uh, since the Kyoko's yeah. won. But I mean, you, you don't really have to deeply think about it to be like, oh, yeah, they won the match. So yeah. they challenge. Oh, one funny thing. One funny thing about this match was that uh, before the before the match, Mirai comes out and she goes up to Suzuki Goon, who was on commentary for this match, and she tried to use her Taka connections to get them to like clap for her, and they just looked at her. They were like, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, please leave us alone." Even the claps weren't that loud for this show, which is how yeah. you know the crowd is terrible because every other crowd gets into the claps, but this one. This one did not, but um, I think a few people have said that this was another show that was miked very badly, which it was, very amateur it hour from stardom that every third show is like not microphoned properly, but you know, who's to say really what's what's professional think, and what's I think not. That's, I think that's the crazy thing, and uh, she couldn't tell. We're, me and Alex are just kind of enjoying talking to each other about wrestling, about stardom. I at least am. I don't know about you. I know you're in pain, but I, I just have a lot of things to say, and you are the person I say them to. Um, <laughs> Kevin Kelly mentioned that he thinks that stardom would have an easier time getting a TV deal in America than New Japan would. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to talk about the truth of that because I get what he was trying to say. I don't think I agree necessarily, but I get what he was trying to say because it's like there is no good women's wrestling on TV in America. I'm sure people would appreciate that. Um, but it did make me think about the priorities that stardom have because they can't even hire like a good production team. And people are talking about them getting like a TV deal theoretically. And I'm like, they need to like hire a second stardom world fucking producer. Like, <laughs> like it stardom is so confusing on like the state of the company because half the shit they are still that eight person team that they were 
four years ago. You know, I mean, uh, where it's like they have three members of the front office. They have, you know, Sonny doing all of the Twitter and production and subtitling and everything. They have Rossi as the booker and they have maybe like two other people taking care of like marketing and shit. Like sometimes it feels like they're still at that point while people are asking them when they're going to get a United States TV deal. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's such a bizarre company in its current state. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's still ridiculous that they're running Sumo Hall three times this year when they can't, you know, live stream shows when, yeah. you know, I, I've seen Pure J live stream. <laughs> like, you know, we've seen you know, TJPW always live streams. Like, and their production in, in Stardom, as much as sometimes the sets look amazing and, and for the biggest shows, things look great, there, there are a lot of moments where things are very amateur. Um, I think people just assume they're further along than they are because this is not, like, Stardom is not New Japan. Stardom is not as equipped as New Japan was when they first started gaining that attention in America. Like, it's going to take time. Because their focus is still on growing domestically, right? Like, if they were selling 10,000 seats to every venue, I would say, okay, maybe now is the time to look abroad. But they're not. They're still, you know, failing to crack 2,000 tickets a lot of the time. So that's that's their focus, is to grow there. And I don't think people understand that, which is why they're like, oh, well, expand. Expand now. It's like, there's, they have no reason to expand. They've got a huge domestic market to still go for. And they've managed to grow without really investing that heavily into improving, you know, their stardom world or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> so why, why would they? Why would they hire a big team? Because like 50,000 people might watch highlights uh, in America. And even then, we are stardom is free on YouTube. Like, what, is, what do these people want? Like, you can watch yeah. it for free online you just you're just dim if you can't wrap your head around that if you are like oh i'm too lazy i want to put on my fire stick and watch it and it's like how is that any less effort than typing it into youtube like what like what more do these, yeah. some of these people want like you can watch the shows every week for free like get over it you know honestly if i wasn't like as into this as I am, and if we didn't have this podcast, we are startup would be such a godsend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Excuse like me. there's people who like, keep I would up. Just, I would just watch that. There's shit. people that who keep good. up with I mean, stardom through that. Those the viewership numbers on that are are big enough to indicate yeah. that there are people who only keep up with stardom through that show. And like, if you think about, it, we watch AJW Classics for Victor Dugas. Yeah. Everybody check out Victor Dugas, by the way. Like it's basically just that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like we've gone through. Like we've had. You know, there's been a few like hiccups, but. We've basically just gone through the the like what three two years two and a half years of the company just on that pretty yeah. much because it's it's a good it's a good you know summary um, I think yeah people I don't know I just think Stardom is like living a double life where it's like oh they're a top four realistically probably top three company in Japan wrestling company in Japan while they also don't know how to live stream. Unless they're charging you forty dollars, like, <laughs> yeah, that's absurd. Like that's just insane. Um, me and Velke talked about this a little bit last week, but like, 
just some of those things that's like they're just completely they're two different companies in the exact same you know it's it's just bizarre sometimes to think about um in fact they announced that they're doing a fucking vr thing because they can do that but they can't sound they can't mic the ring up good enough like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> like that's just it's insane yeah um but regardless the next match was queen's quest versus stars it was uh who was it, it was azumi utami and lady c mm-hmm. um against ida momokogo and was mayu yes yeah. yeah uh again i don't really remember this match very well good match though i was just in our like solid stuff uh there was some fun especially near the end when it became ida and mayu versus utami and azumi since this was captain's fall uh uh that was fun when they got to that stuff uh and then utami beat ida with the deadlift german so yeah, yeah that was some cool bits yeah um someone said that there was like a really cool ida spot that i did that i missed i'm really upset that i missed it oh no um i don't remember what it was but i will go check that out uh because they said so <laughs> um yeah next match was the artists of Starm championship match it was oedo tai versus the cosmic rules trio of unagi saki and Mina didn't like this one. <laughs> I'm surprised by that. I thought there was a lot of like good combo offense and a really good pace to it. I felt like at some point I realized that oh, we're just like biding time until they could do the Mina Momo spanner spot, and I sensed that like maybe three minutes into the match, and I was like, "Fuck, okay." Now I need to like try to like put that aside and enjoy the match. There were good spots, there were good stuff in it, but in the end I was exactly right and it all boiled down to the exact same spot they did last time, except one more reversal that led to Momo winning. Um and I was like, Oh, okay. Uh like you said, there were some good combo stuff. There was there was some good stuff. I, I'm not saying this was like a bad match inherently, I just I sensed what it was, and I was like, oh, that's a bit boring. And then they gave me what I thought it was going to be. And I was like, man, I wish there was more to this. But there wasn't. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's okay. Yeah, no, it did it, it, what it needed to do. Yeah, I, I, I can't fault them for that. Um, Unagi did a lot of, of stuff. She really did uh, drive the early going of the match, so I, I do want to give her some credit for that. Uh, and then I think I think the big part was just the Mina Momo segment kind of fell flat for me personally, and that probably like just made me enjoy it less personally in the end. It's fair. Uh, yeah, you know, Momo wins with uh, what did she do? She did the Peach Sunrise yep. after the Spanner shot. You She's know. been using the Spanner successfully a little bit more recently. Yeah. <laughs> Except nothing. for against a- Ami, she she wasn't even able to uh, fucking bring the spanner out. Homegirl just beat the shit out of her. That's so funny. More people gotta do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, next match was FWC defending the Goss of Stardom Championships against Tampoy. Yeah, I'm gonna let you. You know what? I know you don't feel. Well. I'm gonna let you take over for a second because I don't want to talk about this. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to lead the the lead the lead the ship on this one. Had I been around for the preview, I would have been able to say that I, I thought Nat's Boy and Tam were winning. Uh, it just made too much sense to have them win. And they followed through. Um, 
was a good match. It was right in around where FWC always land, you know, because they, they are very consistent and Alan Poy were up for it. Um, no, I have I have seen most people say that it was good, if not like super crazy or anything. So it's, it's definitely a consensus good match. Um, but you know, Tam and Natsupoy winning is obviously the big story, and that was something that I expected to happen. Just a free Pazuki, which is kind of what you need to do. Um, and also Tam and Poi winning the tag belts kind of brings them up to a, a solid level towards the end of the year where you can have some big defenses. You know, the Tam and Poi against the tag league winners is obviously a big match that you can do. One of the pay-per-views. Um, obviously, they've got the Amisore defense in there already. So I, I, I'm glad. I love how you just neglect to mention that Mariah is also yes, in that match. Yeah, the, the Mariah and Ami. Um, so, you know, I'm glad that they won because I thought that was the right decision. And, you know, the match was pretty good. I have I have faith that Tam and Poi will be a strong team. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, if you um, don't want to no, talk I, about I... it, we can, we can focus on the interesting stuff. Because um, Aftermath was honestly more interesting. So... I didn't. I didn't watch the after. Oh, I mean, like I just, the after. I, this is where I tuned out. The interview. Oh, okay. Um, but first, I do want to say I felt like this was like a bit of a weaker FWC defense mm -hmm. for me. Um, obviously there was the big Hazuki face planting on one of the oh, biggest yeah. spots of the of the match, so that was unfortunate. Um, but I also thought it had like enough of the melodrama from Tam and Tam and Poi that was like ugh, and it also at a certain point again it felt like a foregone conclusion where I was like, oh, so they're just going to do this and then they're going to win. Mm -hmm. Like, and I was just like, oh, okay. And then I waited for that to happen and it took a lot longer to happen than I wanted it to because I was like, can we just get to exactly where I know that the finish is going? And that was that was probably the biggest me issue uh, of this match. But yeah, after this match, I went to bed because I was like, I don't want to, I'm tired. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, I mean, after the match was when Amisore and Mariah challenged. Um, but even more interesting is that with an in an interview afterwards, um, I think it was with uh, I can't remember now. It was with some Tokyo Pro. I don't know. It was... Might be number. Yeah. Um, but essentially, Natsupoi, um was talking about her team with Tam. She set some pretty lofty goals. She said that they want to make their debut as artists. Um, so you know, making music as a team that they want to surpass the beauty pair. So they're taking direct inspiration from late 70s AJW, which was obviously a very successful period in that company's history. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they go with that. And their their attire makes a lot of sense when you read that. It's the frilly kind of angelic oh, yeah. um, stuff that they came out with and the, the angel wings on the, on the the board that is exactly something that somebody would have come out with in 79 hjw like you can just visualize the queen's angels or something coming out in that um i mean yeah it's even mentioned the beauty pair is insane because uh, like they're just that's a very deep reference like most people would obviously go crush gals i think you know the beauty pair is even more embedded into idol stuff, which is what Tam and Poi want to chase, you know? Um, so it seems like they're, they're going to 
team and try to make music and also become successful. And I mean, if it works, then it works because that is how British wrestling has worked. You know, Nagayo was also a musician. Uh, Bull Nakano and Azra Kong had songs. It is how it works. Everybody had songs. Uh, you have to have a song. Like, you had big matches to promote your singles. Like, it was that was how it Bro, worked. I still think about that fire just performance. I love that shit. Oh, yeah. Hoda, Hoda and um, Nishiwake fucking went off on that song. Such a good oh, song. yeah. Um, so it's kind of interesting that Tam and Poi want to go that route. And it spells a very interesting spell for the tag belts if you're going to be kept on them for a while. Maybe push them as as musicians I as well. I think that's kind of my concern. Is mm-hmm. and th- no no disrespect, because uh, I do think they could have some good tag matches. But like, I'm personally not as interested in them as the tag team champions, as everybody probably could tell. Um, so like, I'm looking at it, and it's like, okay, well, the cool thing about this is that for me, in my Booker brain. This leads to Micah Hameka their second defense, their second, their second championship reign. Like this should end effectively. It should end with Hameka uh, and Micah winning back the tag belts mm-hmm. uh, from these two. How long it takes to get to that point is in question, obviously. Yeah. Because uh, I was thinking, oh, if they if they only gonna if they're gonna have a normal goddess run, because this FWC run has not been normal. Uh, you usually don't make it past four to six months as champion, as tag champion, um, unless somebody gets injured, <laughs> Julia. Uh, like you just don't. So like I was like, oh, if if this like ends at the end of the year, you know, my Hime wins the buzz back. That's fun. But with that whole, you know, like oh, we want to be like crossover stars, blah blah blah, with these belts. It is smarter to keep them on them for a while, you know. Uh, yeah. Obviously, they could have been just talking out of their ass. Wrestlers like to do that a lot. Uh, <laughs> you know, like maybe they're going to do some karaoke and put it on Twitter because Tam loves Twitter. Uh, don't see why they would do that, though. It, it doesn't really make much yeah. sense to be like, yeah, we're going to release music and like be as successful as one of the most legendary teams in the history of women's wrestling. You know, like, why would you? Would you even do think to say that unless you had plans to do it? And I mean, if you're gonna do it with anybody, it would be Tam and Natsupoy. You know, they're perfect idols essentially. Um, and we know Tam is a good musician. Like her entrance theme is amazing. So I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Um, I I was just happy to see a beauty pair reference because that's yeah, was so cool. Because yeah. like, see, nobody knows the beauty pair. <laughs> Everybody knows the Kush girls. It's, it, it's so funny. Because you texted me that the second that it happened, and I was like, oh, brother, Alex is about to start fanboying over this. Yeah. He's about to start fangirling over this as well. Like, you're you're just, I just knew, I was like, oh, I lost him. I lost him to Tampoy. Yeah. I, I lost him. Yeah, that's it now. <laughs> I lost a homie. I have no choice but to stand, you know, I have to. Yeah. So if Tom starts coming out and looking like, you know, Mimi from, from AJW, then it's over for everybody, you know? Mimi from AJW. Yeah, what was her name? Mimi Hagiwara or something? Hajiwara? Oh. She was yeah. royal as fuck. Like she was she was a queen. Um Yeah, you know, if Tom starts embodying that, then listen, it's over for everybody. So 
Man, you are so in. You're in so deep with the AJW stuff. Like, the seventies so like, <laughs> is such an interesting time for that company because, like, I've watched Jackie Sato matches where the crowds are in tears watching her. Oh wrestle. yeah, no, I, I have too. Like, it's incredible. I've seen some Jackie Sato. Um, and then but, some yeah. of the wrestlers were insane around that time too, but they all like broke their knees or some shit because everybody was shooting. So it's it's such a strange time. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm always fascinated. Tandori actually killed them all. Yeah, it was it was yeah, old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we're not getting into that anymore. But yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, Tampoy said that they are going to become the beauty pair, and because of that, they will definitely be even more insufferable than any of us could even possibly imagine. <laughs> um, the semi-main event was Sai Kamatani defending the Wonder of Storm Championships championship single against uh, Jumbo Himeka. Uh, yeah, you know, you said that this was like a Sai carry job, and I don't feel the same way. Um, I liked this match. This match is probably the best, like my favorite match of the weekend. Uh, not to any fault of Nanai and Shuri, but we already talked about that, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, but I do, I did sense that it's like, okay, Hameka was not ready for this match <laughs> because, like, she was ready to probably be the person to eat the fall in the Kyoko's match, you know, because that was what was scheduled was uh, her and Mike Micah against the Kyokos. She was probably going to be the one who got beat by Mirai. Like, realistically, because they like to keep Micah looking a bit strong. Um, that's why she won a match on the show, and Jamaica didn't. So, she went into this weekend thinking, oh, I have one match where I'm going to lose. Who cares? And then, 48 hours before it happens, you have the biggest championship match of your entire career. And I think she did the best with that. I, <laughs> I think she did as good as I expected her to do um, with that. And I also liked that I, I thought this match, she didn't struggle with the things she struggled with in the, sh- in the Shuri match. So I was like, okay, there's definitely progress there in these big match situations for Himeka. Um How much of that was just her working off Asaya better than she works off Shuri? Who knows? But I do think there was progress between this match and from the last one. But yeah, I thought this was a fine match. It was a, it was a fun match. There were some really good spots. Uh, you know, just the usual tall Asaya formula of just good matches. Um, yeah, I mean, Jamaica just looked imposing and was imposing for a while. She teased a new finish, uh, but she didn't get to hit it because Sai rolled her up and won. So yeah, I thought it was a, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, probably one of the lower end Sai defenses. I'd probably say it's like bottom three, but it's probably like that third one because I'd still rank this above Mirai and Unagi mm-hmm. uh, personally. So yeah, I thought it was good. I, I would rank it around the Saki Utami defense. Yeah, I I don't know. I I thought it was very it was quite good, but everything I enjoyed was because of Saya, which is why I consider it a Saya carry. Um, it was kind of harsh on Himeka until everybody was kind of like, listen, like the the ring wasn't mic'd properly, because her lariats and yeah, stuff weren't making any sound, and they didn't look that good. And I was like, if you're a power wrestler, stuff has to make a good sound. And hers wasn't. Um, but obviously, if the ring wasn't mic'd properly, then there's nothing she can do there. Um, you know, Saya obviously doesn't suffer from that issue because her stuff looks cool regardless, right? You need to hear yeah. a reverse Rana to know it was good. Um, so, 
I don't know. I thought Saya brought like eighty percent of what was good in this match, and Himeka was just, um, you know a solid enough dance partner that she didn't drag anything down. But, you know, I I will withhold judgment on Himeka until she gets a bit of a more fair shake at it. But um, yeah, some interesting stuff like Himeka teasing the uh, the Ocean Cyclone Suplex, huh? Was... I don't know if that was what she is she going for the Queen's Landing? She she's still in the Queen's Co- Landing? Commentary Be, commentary mentioned Blair, Blair like, Davenport. Commentary was like, oh the you know Blair Davenport might be upset. <laughs> well listen. She might be upset somebody stealing. She doesn't move. count anymore, so it's fine. <laughs> I hate that name too, Blair Davenport. Like, come on, how is B Priestley a better name than anything? But it is. That's insane. Um But yeah, I, I, they were they were they calling that? They were calling it Country. The, did like mention the cyclone suplex, yeah. That's wild. Cause I thought she was gonna do like the uh, psycho driver. That, that's not the psycho driver. What the fuck is that called? Uh, Sammy Callan used to use the move, where it was like, it doesn't matter. Um, but I thought she was gonna use like one that like goes inward instead of back. Oh uh, right, right. I hate that I forget the move name because that's all I know is move names, and I forget it. Um, I think it might have just been called like psycho driver two or something. Uh, but yeah, I thought she was going for that. But if she was going for the Japanese Ocean Cyclone Suplex, that's that's something. Yeah. That's something. Maybe she wasn't going to do it, but commentary did mention it, so it seemed like that was what she was teasing. So I don't know. It's wild that everybody is getting new finishers except for Utami. Yeah, listen, you know Utami is is a lost cause, so it's it's all right. How dare you? <laughs> I love Utami. I hate that all, most she, of her big cut... moves look terrible. I just can't get over it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, to be fair, Hijack Bomb has been looking better in this tournament. Mm-hmm. She's hit it a couple times. I was like, oh, that actually looked good. Um, still a bad move, but she's been hitting it better. Also, the second that she gets a wolf cut, it's over for these motherfuckers. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I'm saying that right now. <laughs> second she second she cuts her hair that way, <laughs> uh, it's over. It's over. Just saying. Um, but that's besides the point. Next match, main event, was Nanai Takahashi against Shuri. Uh, I stopped taking notes on this halfway through. I did watch it all the way through, but I was like, I don't... like. I, you have to watch it to know what's happening. Because I'm not... I can't really type out all of the moves that were happening, because it's like that's like the cool part. But I wasn't going to type out, oh my god, she hit her! She hit her again! Then she hit her! Because I was like, yeah, she's hitting her. Um... And also, I was pretty low energy for this match, and the mic was not helping because it also felt like the match was low energy, even though if you pay attention, it clearly was not. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think they they overcame that issue for the most part, but it it mm. was held back by the fact that they were like throwing shoot headbutts that weren't they weren't making any thunk, right? You know, yeah. Like Siri headbutt this woman in the back of the head. We didn't hear it properly, and that is the most disappointing thing ever. But they yeah. did kind of overcome it with a lot of what they were doing. Um, I enjoyed this match, I think, a lot more than most. Um, I thought for a while they were going a bit too hard into Nye being like almost this unstoppable presence against Siri, which I wasn't wasn't here for that because Siri is your current world mm-hmm. champion. He does not need to overcome this woman who was world champion 10 years ago. And make sure he presents Siri as her equal or her better. Um, and they did eventually get back on track. But there was a while where 
thought they were going to go too far into the, oh, you know, Siri has to clasp on against this legend. Um, but eventually she did just fire up and put her away, which is, is what you want. But she did do enough to kind of keep me interested. And I do think that some of the audio stuff did hold it back, but it's a pretty great match. Like they did a lot of really good stuff. And um, I, I didn't mind it. It definitely would have been a bit better had we heard the headbutts, though, because those looked, those seemed sick. Yeah, I think I think the thing that was like like you know, not to sound like a broken record, but it was just lacking a lot of atmosphere that mm-hmm. kind of wanted out of it. But match like in terms of like hold for hold, how they wrestled, um, everything in their control, they did great. They did really good stuff. Um, and I thought it was it was really well done. I'll probably watch this back at some point when I'm not incredibly exhausted uh, from stardom because. <laughs> I don't know what it was about the show. Part of it is that I'm back in Chicago, so I don't have the luxury of shows starting at like 1 a.m. Uh, it starts at 2. So like that's part of it. And also I'm watching it in my friend's room while she is trying to sleep. Uh, so like I also am like, ah, I don't feel like staying here. I'm just going to go to bed. <laughs> um, I was just like, like I watched up until the tag match. I was like, damn, I did not like like any of that any of that show and i watched the last two matches and i was like oh those were those were good but not enough to save a show that i didn't like um so that was just kind of how i saw that but i'm sure that main event was probably a bit better than even i gave a credit for so i will go back and watch that at some point okay fair enough okay so after that long long review segment and also news segment um, that I enjoyed very much, and also just talking segment, I guess. Uh, we are on to our preview, which is three shows this upcoming weekend. One of them, uh, since we are late this week, uh, happened already when you are hearing this, but we did not uh, talk about it, and we have not seen it yet. So we are talking about, of course, New Blood 4, uh, which is happening uh, August 26th, which is today, if you're listening to this. It doesn't matter. Um, first match is Lady C. Versus Chie Koshikawa versus Ruaka. I am so happy she has here. I don't think you guys understand. I adore that woman. Um, she isn't the greatest in-ring competitor of all time, but I think that she has a lot more potential than some people give her credit for. And I also think she's just really just fun to watch in general. I think her and Lady C could really uh, like do something, and then Ruaka's going to be a great like straight man of just like, please, why the fuck are you doing this? Leave me alone. I don't want to be here. And I think that's a great dynamic that you want out of this match. Yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly an interesting one. We'll have to wait and see how it goes. But um, <laughs> EA is here, so that's that's enough to really get a lot of people interested. Yeah. You going to be yelling Kombawa? Um, Kombawa. I don't think so. No. How about hello? No. No. no? I, I would rather not speak to my my screen. Okay. That's fair. Uh, ironically, only per, only Joshi wrestler I have a T-shirt of that is currently active is Chie Koshikawa. Right. Okay. Because I I have an Akira Hokuto one, uh, well Dream Slam one. Like I I have a few, an Aku Suzuki one. I have like classic ones, but the only active wrestler in that is competing in Stardom that I have a T-shirt of is Chie Koshikawa. So that's that's huge. I'm obviously voting for her, but I imagine Ruaka wins this probably. Uh, she could probably pin Chie. Or she could pin Lady C. Honestly, anybody can win this. I don't know. It's the same place game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty up in the air. I'd, I'd maybe give Rocka the nudge, but who knows. 
Um, next up is not up in the air. It is uh, Tomoka Inaba of Just Tap Out taking on Hina. Um, I imagine this will be a good match. Mm-hmm. Uh, judo versus karate, which is always fun. Uh, but I imagine Inaba simply wins. Yeah, she's... I think they could put, bring out some good stuff in each other, though. Yeah, I imagine the match will definitely impress. But, um, you know, Inaba is the queen of JTO now, so they, they probably do have to respect her a bit more. So... Yeah. He's definitely winning. Yeah. Um next match is my Sakurai and Linda of Shinshu Shin Shinshu Girls. God, the double shh is dumb. <laughs> um versus Saeida and Momokogo of Stars. Who is Linda? Because I know you know. Um yeah, she's she's from Shinshu Girls. Uh, I've never watched her. Like most people haven't, apparently. I don't think anybody has. I think yeah. a match of hers recent, uh, surfaced recently. I saw something on Twitter about it. Um, but yeah, I, I assume she's cracked because. Rossi found her on Twitter randomly. Oh, that explains. I it. think she, I think he I think he just found her pretty and then was like, "Oh, she wrestles cool." Yeah. Um, I mean, but yeah, she wears a mask. Entire Shinchu girls <laughs> thing is is just insane. So she's probably ridiculous, but. Very character heavy, if I had to guess. Yeah. Um. I wonder if uh, my Sakurai, let's be serious for a moment, will uh, <laughs> will play into effect in that dynamic. Um, the new Lance Storm, if you will, uh, of of professional wrestling. But yeah, I don't know how they feel about Linda or how Linda will be presented. So this is again anybody's game, but I could definitely see Momokogo taking a fall. Yeah, I mean they like my Sakurai, so shame that <laughs> low tier goddesses should be should be on top, but they aren't. That's the new ta- that's the new tag name I came up with for Momokogo and Saida. Right, the low tier goddesses. Okay, yeah, they rule. Um, but yeah, they probably lose there. Uh, but the next match is the return of Wakasukiyama. Woo! Yay! Hopefully she doesn't do blackface this time. Please, God, don't do blackface. Um, it's it's her and Momoka Hanazono, uh, who is obviously a free agent, taking on uh, Rina and Ram of 666. Uh, I hate that the fucking website gets their names all weird. And I was like, what, what is that? But yeah. it's Ram. Uh, Ram, Kacha. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, we know who's winning because Waka yes. Waka never wins, but it's good to see Waka back. Waka still don't win. Yeah, I see her. I, yeah, I was worried about her for a while. Yeah. Um, oh wait, we forgot to we forgot one more thing uh, of news is that Stardom wrestlers will be on that New York show. Oh in, yeah, the Rumble on Forty Fourth Street. Yeah, yeah. Right. apparently that's sold out like yeah. right away too. So. It's New York. It's it's a it's a big wrestling oh. spot. New Japan. New Japan actually is really hot. In New York. Uh, so good for them. Oh. Why? But yeah. So that's that's really dope. Uh, don't know who's gonna be involved with that, but I just thought I'd remind us. Remind. Yeah. The, the face we'll get an indication, I imagine, uh, of what kind of uh, indie women they might start bringing in too. I assume yeah. they'll be getting like attempts to impress on shows like that. Uh, that that would be a fun little thing. Um, hopefully, it is not Britt Baker. That's my one. That's my. I don't think Britt prayer. Baker is working in New Japan on the cards, so don't worry. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> he 
never know. Um, yeah, Reno and Ram win that. I'm excited to see their dynamic as well. Uh, we've seen the the Hanazono Waka dynamic, but I'm excited for the Reno Ram stuff because mm-hmm. I think that that was a cute little thing last time uh, with Reno like crushing on Ram and be like, "I like you a lot. You're really cool. <laughs> I I look up to you. You're awesome. Can we hang out?" That's that's really dope. Um, next up, Haruka Umasaki continues to be tagged with Starlight Kid for some reason against the Kyokos, Mariah and Amisori. Um either a draw or Umasaki gets is she does she hold any belts right now? Is she still tagged? I have Didn't no idea. I don't think she's uh Diana tag champ anymore. Yeah. And that was the only belt she, she dropped the Prince yeah. I think I think Umasaki might lose. Nah, this is a draw. <laughs> Oh, yeah. They they very much have stock in Umasaki, so I don't think they'd have her lose. I also wonder how this kid Umasaki thing is gonna go. I feel like it do ha- they do a tag league run? Do they betray each other like yeah. on the show? I like, feel like what? it has to end in a singles match. There's no you can't have Umasaki join a way to yeah. tie when she's a baby face in Diana. You know, she's like very firmly she she's just very clearly like uh at most she's a goblin but she's not like a heel. yeah well like in diana to be a heel you have to be in crisis and she's not she's very much anti-crisis so what a good name for a faction yeah it's pretty chill got madeline to get better like she got in madeline i don't know what the hell they're doing yeah why she was on like one show wasn't she or was she not i don't think she's been on money that's wild they really yeah. should get Madeline. Um, I'm thinking of that Korokin anniversary. Next match is a Future of Storm Championship defense. It is Hanan versus Aoi of Just Tap Out. I'm excited for this one. Alex is excited for this one. Who mm-hmm. would have thought? Uh, this is lining up to be Hanan's 10th defense of the Future Boat. Um, that's big, double digits. She is the personification of like the Future Belt at this point, and it's very clear. So I'm excited for this match. I think this will be really, really good. They've done good work together uh, in tag matches, though they haven't been paired off too well, too much. So this is a fresh experience um, for everybody involved. I think it'll be a fun match. Yeah, no, agree on everything pretty much. That's a uh, you know, good match. Very excited. And then the main event. It is Miyu Amasaki in her Supernova 5th match the fifth match of super her 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 series her fucking provisional series whatever um is against tam nakano she's there in the main event i'm going to bed before this happens i'm gonna be real <laughs> yeah no this is um you know, i haven't been too hot on any of these um you know kevin trial series but i don't know yeah i mean like that's the thing is that's like her her trial series matches have been like pretty not great. Uh, she's had good like tag matches with Azumi. She's had some good showings here and there, uh, but like these specifically have been pretty dog shit, honestly. I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but um, <laughs> I think after okay, after her match with uh, Hanan, I think her stock has just sunk with everybody. Um, I mean, this yeah. would be solid at worst. You know, Tam is a a veteran presence here who will make sure things stay on track in, in some manner, so sure it'll be alright. Yeah. Um. One thing, it is ironic 
like the like the the joke is ironic, right? With the Kevin thing, because the joke is there's too many Mews. Let's call her Kevin. Who there are so many fucking Kevins in wrestling. <laughs> yes, but not in Joshi. So. Yeah, no, I got, but like the joke is like is like, it's like the Abraham joke in fucking. I don't, I don't think that was part of it. It was just like Kevin is just easier. So. So I. Okay. We'll have to take it up with the head of the joke. Um, yeah. Maybe he will take credit well, the for jokes it anyway, I didn't make. But, um, yeah, I don't think that was an added layer to it. I think it was just, hey, listen, you know, Mew is British, so Kevin. That, uh, yeah, I guess. Oh. Um, but it is funny, like, you know how it's like, it's like, oh, I changed my name to Abraham. It's like, why would you pick Abraham? It's like, it's the most popular name in the world. It's like you know, like, like I, that's what I mean. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, the next show is this weekend. It is where the fuck is this? Corkin Hall. I scrolled down too quick. Oh, it's in Corkin. That's huge. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, this is the show that we find out who who the fuck is the the yep. major star. That's fun. I think that'll um, take four days to get this one up. Or... Probably. Yeah. Honestly, I I don't have any faith <laughs> anymore. Um. Oh shit! This is okay. This is a big show. Um. First match is Suzuki versus Hanan is Blue Stars. Um, will Hanan? Uh, no, she won't. Um, I mean, she may. I, I think if there were any like major stars at like, it feels like Hanan is ripe for an upset. Like I know it's the saying like Hanan and Saya, one of them is gonna go zero and twelve, and the other one is only gonna win against the other one. But. I feel like Hazuki is waiting to be upset, and I think Hanan is waiting for that little burst of momentum to just get a single win, and I think this could be a, a perfect storm for that. Yeah, they've, they've booked it in a way that I'm very unsure. Um, like, my brain says Hazuki. Another part of me is like, well, is she going to go 7-0? and Like, really? So... 14 points out the game. Like, I don't know. It's uh, certainly going to be interesting. That's a that's an Okada run. Yeah. You know, like that's no like Okada did that shit last year. But the only the issue is that everybody else has like at least two losses mm-hmm. in her block. So it doesn't work. <laughs> so like it's it's really is becoming like a question of like what the fuck is that going to happen with Suzuki? Um but yeah, I feel like Suzuki still wins, but it would be cool to see Hanan get a get an upset, uh, especially since like that kid match really just made me want to see Hazuki get an upset or get see Hanan get an upset over someone. So could work here. Uh, next match is the battle for the soul of Kyoko Inoue. Um, it is Mirai versus Amisore. Alex, who you got and why? Um, I feel like Amisore has this one. Do you? Yeah, they probably want to give her the win just to be like, oh, look, they're on an even keel, you know? No, I don't. Amisora would be, like, in the lead, or in second place. In yeah, case. but she can drop points, and, I mean, I'm not surprised that she's being booked well. They do, they have protected her, so, but, you know, I mean, I can pick up points elsewhere, and, uh, yeah, Ami Am- should win. Shit, what, what's Mariah's... Uh, I need to go all the way back to the fucking top. I hate that. Uh, Mariah's record right now... She's 3-2. and two. That would make her 3-3. Three and three. Yeah. 
Hmm. I don't know. There's so much tournament to go. Yeah. I could see it, but I, I, I think, I think Mariah got this. Yeah, yeah, Mariah, Mariah okay. has this. All right. Uh, next match is uh, Mayu Iwatani against Mina Shirakawa. It is Blue Stars action. Uh, Mayu. Yeah, Mayu seems to always beat the, the Kozen underlings, so I probably have her. Yeah, I honestly, Mayu doesn't drop that many. Like in my like, she wins the the easy mm-hmm. ones. You know, like she could. She has like her falls. She has her her tells, but I think she wins these types of matches. Yeah. Um. Next up is Suzu Suzuki versus Natsupoi. I feel like Suzu needs to win. Yeah. Like, there is no way around yeah, that. Yeah, you can't really have her go off 0-3. Um, obviously, the two deferred matches kind of hurt that. But, I mean, you have to give her some wins against big people in this tournament if she's going to be this big foil to Julia on the last day. So... Having her beat Natsupoi seems like a a pretty strong move, me. Yeah, I think it's fair. I, like I don't, I don't see like it's not like Natsupoi is getting upset here. I think Suzu has has an edge on her yeah. in a certain way. I think she could definitely uh, win that. Um, next match is Julia versus Starlight Kid. Oh. I'm not asking you who you think wins. I'm asking you, do you think Julia? takes kid's mask or rips it that's all (laughs) um this is an interesting one because they're both on two and two records so like it could go either way but you probably give julia the win yeah i feel like it's gotta be julia like i think going into this i saw starlight kid being one of the few people to to beat julia but now that julia is already off to a two and two start she probably needs this win, um, long run, because I also can see like someone like Tall Saya beating her down the road, uh, and just people like that. So I think Julia probably takes this. Um, yeah, I'm sure this will be a good one. I, I I've always been a fan of them two together personally, so this could be fun. I thought they were better when Kid was a babyface. I didn't love what they oh, did 100%. last year in the GP. Um, I don't remember that, so maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I think they were a lot better as a pairing when Kid was a baby face, but I'm sure they'll, they'll have a good match this time. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Next match yeah. is Unagi Sayaka versus My Sakurai. It is the battle of She is Bread and I Don't Care, or whatever the fuck their name was. Um, We Are Bread? I don't remember. It had something to do with bread. Yeah, I can't remember. Eel and bread? Was it eel and bread? No, it was definitely like I am bread and she is a pan or something. Um, Unagi is winning because yeah. she has less points. Yes. Somehow. Bro, Unagi needs to beat the shit out. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, she's going to assess her and she is going to learn that she has not, uh, she's still not up. She can't handle the Unagi style. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Next match is Azumi versus Saki of Colors. I don't Saki. know. Yes. Yeah. But. <laughs> oh, shit. Azumi's at eight points. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's Saki. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize that she was all, already up there. Uh, that's dope. 
I'm happy. I I ended. I think I projected Azumi to end up getting like ten to twelve points, and she's already like pretty close to that marker. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm happy with that. Saki could definitely pick this one up. Um, next up is Hameka versus Risa Sarah. Uh, Risa Sarah. Yeah, I mean it could go either way because they both have pretty similar points totals and and records. Um. I have been giving Risa Sarah a bit of a nudge, so having her beat somebody from DDM is probably a, a good move. Yeah, and I feel like Risa Sarah could definitely use that big win because she, she beat Micah and she beat Momo Kogo. She beat Saki. So she hasn't really beaten... Micah's a, a notable name, but I'd say Micah and Hameka are the two that would be like the most like, okay, this, this chick is yeah. for real type of thing. Uh-huh. Um, so I think she could definitely use a win over her makeup as well. So yeah, I, I say Risa. Uh, next up is Tam Nakano versus Koguma. I hope Koguma gets revenge. I don't think she will. Um, I don't know. I mean, Tam is in a weird spot to predict because she's only had two tournament matches, so it's it, there's no real feel for what her narrative is. Um, I think Koguma has a good few points already. Um. So, I mean, I think Tam probably wins. Yeah, I, I would say Tam. I also question whether Tam is going to the finals now. I mean, I, I've questioned this the entire time. Uh, obviously, I'm on the Risa Sarah in the finals yeah. train. But you... I, I struggle to... Because like, now that she's like firmly doing the tag stuff, yeah. I don't think she needs to get We've there. gone too long to really discuss it. Maybe we'll get to do it some yeah, other time. True. But I'm really... Man, I miss talking to you, man. <laughs> I'm really questioning <laughs> my Julia Tam final prediction now with how things are unfolding. Yeah. But now we don't have time to really dive into it. So We do this every week. We could, yeah. we could come yeah. back to it. Um, and the main event, presumably, is Utami versus Micah. Uh, I feel like I'm the only person who still loves these matches. <laughs> like I, I'm, yeah. st- I'm, I'm excited for this match still, and nobody else's. Um, I think what did i have for this one yes oh this is this match i think goes to a draw really that's true there have been no draws in this fucking tournament i think this match of any match goes to a draw i don't know i think there's a micah win really yeah that's kind of the main thing that they do is it's kind of like the azumi siri thing except not as obvious but uh, it's probably what they do. That drops Utami to four and two. Four and yeah, two. like if you have her wins, she I just she's that. clear of everyone basically. Um, That's what I mean. I think I think she goes draw. She's becomes the official leader. Um, but draw really complicates a lot I, of stuff, so probably not. Well, how so? Because then, like, if other people have to. To drop a point or something when they want to, I don't know. <laughs> it's just easier to do tournament math when everybody's working up two points at a time. So yes, but we also like we said at the start, there's going to have to be at least a couple draws. Oh, well, probably, but maybe that won't happen until the last show. W- what? Okay, okay. Alex. <laughs> I- you're, I think you're in denial. Um, I, I, yeah, I would say Michael wins or uh, 
yeah, or it's a draw. I could see anything happening. I could also see Utami simply making it to 10 points. I mean, we're talking about this like Kazuki isn't currently at 12 and likely will go to 14 on yeah. the show. Um, anybody can come back. I mean, not anybody. I'm pretty sure Momokogo is like already eliminated. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I I think it'll go to a draw, personally. That's fair. Um, And then the final match we have to talk about is on Sunday. It is uh, in Shizuoka. It is in Act City Hamamatsu Event Hall. Uh, I don't know the, the fucking ticket stats. That's a you thing, so I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, first match, ooh, is the return of death. Momentum Mori, my friends. It is Hina, Miyu Amasaki, and Lady C taking on Rina, Uaka, and death, or Fukigen death. I still call her death Yamasan just because it's easier half the time. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think Young OED wins that, probably. Well, maybe Miu. P- I don't know, actually. I feel like it's a Young yeah, OED. Yeah, way to tie wins. Oh, it's not even Young. <laughs> Kaori's there. Never mind. Uh, I think yeah. OED wins that, yeah. Uh, first up, Blue Stars is Saya Ida versus Momo Watanabe. Who do you got and why? I wonder. Yeah, I feel like Momo should be the one there because she needs points. Yeah, she she does desperately need points. Well, uh, just um, just to interrupt, uh, West Coast Pro have announced Sandra Moon versus Jungle Kiona, and that's really cool. So, what the fuck, dude? The, the no, because West Coast Pro, like, I have never wanted to go to San. Well, I have wanted to go to San Francisco before. I have never thought about like booking a ticket to San Francisco more than that motherfucking company. Mm. I hate yeah. them. Because I'm like, why do you? Why is Miu Momono over there? Why can't she be like anywhere else? But whatever um that is a huge match though uh yeah so momo beats ida sad face uh next up mirai takes on hanan another match where i'm like oh hanan no no she can't you know like like that's oh, no, it's not one, not. one where it's Come like on. hanan no. can find something but she realistically no, won't not at all fucking kyoko man um and then the next match is actually one of the matches I've been looking forward to the most Ooh. of this entire tournament. Um, it is not Julia versus Natsupoi, because that's later. Uh, it is Sayakamitani and Hazuki going one-on-one. I think this might be where Hazuki collapses. Yeah, it I should think this be. might be it. Definitely should be. Um, and I think from here, I mean, she, she kind of has to lose, like, all of her matches <laughs> um, to, you know, be, like, not the 100% forerunner you know that needs to needs a bunch of math to take her out type of thing. So yeah, I mean, I I from the jump I wanted Hazuki to beat Saya, especially if she was still wipeout champion, which she is. Um, but knowing what we know now, like the situation we're in, at most this goes to a draw. Probably Saya's winning, win. like almost Saya's definitely Saya win though. Yeah. Um. Next up is Julia versus. Don't Natsupoi, even need to discuss this. I guess Natsupoi is winning. We're, hmm, okay. It, she's 100% winning. Probably. And then Julia's going to want to shake her hand afterwards. Yeah, probably. Or something stupid. I don't know. I just... Ugh. <laughs> the, less I, the less I have to think about that turn, the better. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to pretend like that match <laughs> is not happening. Uh, unless it's really good. Uh, next match, last match of the Blue Stars on this night is Mayu Iwatani taking on Ami Sore. 
This could be a, a sorry win, but I feel like Mayu needs to rack up some points and Ami if, doesn't because Ami has a lot of points. If Ami loses to Mirai, she wins here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then if, if she beats Mirai, she probably drops yeah. it here. Um, yeah, I, that's that's how I see it going. I also imagine they're probably going to build Mayu up a bit before, like, just get her a couple singles wins uh, since she has another tournament to win. So <laughs> I, I imagine she's got to look extra strong than even yeah. we thought initially uh, as the tournament goes into its second month or third month or second, it doesn't matter. There's so many um, matches. <laughs> there oh are so God. many fucking matches, Alex. Next up is now Red Stars. Is Micah versus Azumi. Who do you got and why? Um, probably Micah to keep her going yeah, strong. Yeah, I, I had Micah too. I think Micah is one of the few people who just like has like a really, really strong record over mm-hmm. Azumi. Um, outside of like, you know, from being a child. Uh, Micah just, like, I think she's beat her twice and hasn't been beaten back. Like, so I, I can see her continuing that yeah. sort of strut over uh, Azumi. And also it moves her up a bit. Uh, next up is Himeka versus Saki Kashima. I want to say Himeka wins this one, but I feel like Saki, like, I feel like Himeka is just, like, ready to be revived. No, I don't know. I think Himeka might have this one. I've had Saki over Himeka really? this entire time since before the tournament. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like Saki is getting a bit high up. If you're going to have lose to Risa Sarah, I don't know if she can lose both matches, though. She's already yeah. dropped like, I don't a know where, of I don't know where Himeka is right now. So I yeah. would have her win. I could see her. I could see her beating, beating yeah. Saki. It, it shouldn't be too bad. Um, next up is Tam Nakano versus Mai Sakurai. This seems Kill prime me. for my win. Yeah, Does like it? her old faction leader, someone who's you know, going to be able to show her that she made a wrong decision, gets that roll-up finish, you know, turns the tides. I I could see it. I can too, but. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. I still think Tam takes it, but I could definitely see, like, my Sakurai is going to get another yeah. big upset in yeah. the tournament. That's for sure. I had it initially that she's going to go over Risa Sarah. That match hasn't happened yet, but that's why I was thinking. But I could see her getting it over Tam instead mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, and then the last match is Shuri versus Koguma. Um, Shuri has already dropped a couple. So I imagine she doesn't drop many yeah. more against people below her. Yeah, no, she's already kind of slipped yeah. to a flash pinfall already, so she probably doesn't fall for Koguma's stuff here. So Poor Koguma, man. Koguma's having a rough tournament. I know we talked about it earlier, and we don't have to talk about much, but she's she's having <laughs> yeah. a rough draw. What a fun time. But I believe that is oh, finally. it. <laughs> Another two-hour episode. Woo. <laughs> don't you love it? It's not bad. I'm just. Uh, this is yeah, why I shouldn't host. So long. <laughs> and I tried. That's the crazy thing. I tried to like keep it like tight, or at least as tight as I could, because I'm me. But there's just a lot of shit to talk about at this point. You know, this tournament's huge. This tournament's there's a lot of shit going on. You know, I'm sure next week will also be a bit chaotic because there's a lot to talk about next week as well. So I hope you all enjoyed uh, the show. And everybody wish Alex well as he recovers from his his sickness. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
be able to say it out loud. In the <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we'll be back next week to talk about New Blood since that'll be up. Uh, we'll probably get the Cork and N, but I doubt the, the Act City show will be up. Uh, we will probably just record on Wednesday next week because there's no shows until the weekend. And um, there's two smaller shows. So things might quieten down for the preview section next week, but we're going to have a lot to talk about with, you know, the the participants in the title tournament, the foreign wrestler that's coming in to stardom, and uh, obviously just everything that happens here. And whatever other news motherfuckers uh, want. Throwing. We didn't even get yeah. to mention it, but Rossi yes. was abducted today by Reapers. Um, so the build for Stardom and Showcase 2 is already a thing. So good on, good on Rossi. For, good on Saki Kashima for watching her boss get abducted. Wait, oh, I gotta watch yeah. that. That sounds funny. Um, but yeah, with that, um, we should close the show. Dylan, do you want to close the show? Do you want to do the honors? Sure. Um, if you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. I'm going to sit because I like sitting personally. Um, believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Ejo. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When you want to jumpstart your morning with an exciting new recipe, try Blue Apron's new ready-to-cook meals that offer your favorite fresh quality ingredients without all the prep. Choose from an ever-changing mix of premium recipes, chef favorites, family-friendly options, WW recommended, and more. Cook well, live well. Order now and get $110 off across your first five deliveries when you visit blueapron.com unique.